Now is the time. A time you'll look back on. A time you adopt as inspiration. You'll recollect this time. This moment. Right now. Motivate yourself towards success. Overcome. Take over. The time is now. Time is now. It, it certainly is. Welcome, everyone. Loaded Mag and UFC back on your screens. Um, hope everyone's well. Um, Daz, Richie, how are things? Richie, don't say a pardon. Don't say a pardon. All good. All good, Pete. All good. A uh, bit of a storm here uh, in our well, parts, different parts of Ireland. Not too bad where I am. So my broadband should hopefully hold up. Touch wood. And the screen. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and as, as as the comedy genius who, who, who popped on to our, just to say hello to us, Mar- Marty, um, just before the show, um, Joe Biden is in town. So, uh, yeah, he's, he's out Martin's neck of the woods. So Martin is treating him to a Chinese night, I think. So he won't be joining us. But um, well, apart from that, all good. You rich? Laurie said plot. Always planning, always planning. Well, look, it's great to be back on talking all things Newcastle United, and why not after uh, three wins? Well, five wins on the bounce, but three wins in a week. Um, And what do you think? Do you think there's there's a little bit to talk about? Nah, we just shut the show down. (laughs) Thanks for joining. Uh, there's always things to talk about with all things Newcastle United. Um, and look, let's start with, because uh, there's a few controversial ones at the moment. And I want to get your thoughts on this. Um, this one here. So uh, our friend, Jordan Cronin, um, put a piece out today around Anderson Maximin, understood to be in France, recovering after... Um, a minor hamstring injury, um, been given time off, by the way, uh, with regards to the club. Mm-hmm. But there seems to be some sections of the fan base that are just <clears> not <throat> happy at the moment. They seem to be pointing fingers at him and uh, the fact that he's not with the rest of the team. What what, what do you make of all that? It, it, should should we should we have an issue with the fact that he's in France recovering, or um, you know, should we allow him to have this time if that's going to help? I don't, I don't know what you boys think. 
it, it doesn't matter where he is. It doesn't matter if he's gone to the moon to recover as long as he recovers as quickly as possible. There's always this thing with ASM. I th- it's like that. There's a section that just kind of hate him, and they're just kind of, well, maybe not hate, hate is a, a too strong a word, but just have a bit of a dislike towards him and any little thing at all, and they jump on it, and and they they're looking to make a conspiracy theory out of it. It's always the same case, and you know what? Give it a couple of weeks time, or maybe in the start of next season or something. As assuming he would still be with us, it, it'll be the same again. There'll be he'll be injured, and someone he'll have to go to France or something like that. And and people will be more conspiracy theories. It's it's always the same. It's never in the story. It's it just it becomes. Uh, too predictable now. Um, it's like a fucking soap opera at this stage uh, with, with the whole thing with them. That's that's just my opinion. Yeah. Richard, what, what, what have you made made of? Um, so, and I have to say, is some sections of the fan base that are quite that are not happy with the fact that he's in France again. It's the same with what Daz just said. As long as he recovers as quick as possible, I couldn't care where he was. Uh, you know, I think there was a this happened about, about, about six months ago as well, though, didn't it? When uh, this, the same pictures are, I think, was it, it was it on an international duty or something last time it happened? And it was, and everyone was going, Oh, he's just he's taking the piss now. What's he actually doing? Because he had, did he not have his trainers on or something in the, in the last time in the, the first picture he had or something? And it was just take them seriously. I couldn't care less. Um, if he if it's if it's going to help them get back on the pitch as quick as possible, help us with this net, uh, the, the running that we've got, then I couldn't care less where it is. All seems all seems weird for me. I'm not quite sure what what the what the obsession is with, with ASM having to be back training uh, with, with the rest of the lads. If he's not fit and he and he needs to to do it, why not do it with the uh, with the people around him? Um, I, I, I don't get it. Um, I just thought it was a really really weird. Kind of situation um, where people are pointing the finger um, at ASM, but look, it's looking like he's possibly not going to be fit for the weekend um, because he's not been training with the boys. Um, they did say it'd be around two weeks, which would have probably took us to around the Villa game. Do we need to risk him at this point? No, because there's the someone else we might get onto <laughs> soon as well. Who, uh, who you know, what I'm going to just going to click in the picture, Pete. You know, you know how this show goes. We're just going to ravel in from one topic to the other. This man, this man has, has made an appearance. Our top, our, our leading goal scorer, our surprise leading goal scorer is that. Um, so he's back in training, and, and that's great to see as well. Um, and you know, we, we can, we can. Um, Play Villa. It's not going to be an easy game uh, against Villa away, away from home. But um, yeah, it was great to see see Miggy back as well and and fighting for his spot uh, in in the team or on the bench, whatever the case may be. You know, Eddie Howe doesn't rush people back either. Um, so you know, I I take it slowly with, with ASM. If, if obviously if, if Miggy's training, he's he's ahead of him. Um, so in in being back on the pitch, let's say. So um, I wouldn't wouldn't risk him. Okay, so you you wouldn't risk him, um, Richie. Would you would you fling him back in? He's our top scorer. Um, we know what his fitness is like. He run all day for for the course oh. anyway. Um, would would you, from your perspective, start Miggy, or would you agree with Daz? Maybe start him on no. the bench and build him in. Well, just to clarify, I mean, I would, I wouldn't risk ASM. Oh, <laughs> uh, I wouldn't, I wouldn't risk ASM bringing him back too soon. Miggy, if he's if he's fit and re- raring to go, Eddie Howell make a, that call. Uh, it doesn't matter what we say, but uh, 
If he was far and fit, yeah, I'd, I'd throw him in then. Yeah. Sorry. Just to clarify. Okay. Just to clarify. ASM, not wrist, Miggy, let Eddie Howe decide. What do you think, Richie? What, what are you going with? With both? Let's go for both. Um, ASM and Miggy. Uh, ASM, no, because it's, it's. I think you wouldn't really take the risk because obviously if it's a hamstring issue again, it's something that's been a bit niggly all year. Um, I'd rather them take the same approach that they did with uh, Callum Wilson regarding the hamstring. It's one of those now where because um, he's obviously speed orientated a lot of the stuff he does, we know how quick a hamstring can go. So I would rather him take an extra two weeks to be, you know, to miss one, two games rather than come back for this game and then niggle it again and that's be gone for the season. So I'd rather them take the extra couple of weeks just to make sure it's 100%. Regards, Miggy, if his training gets a good uh, weeks of training this week, I would probably be likely to... I wouldn't need necessarily to rush him to put back in the team because the team's done well without him, obviously, unfortunately yeah. for him. But obviously you look at, uh, you know, Murphy's played well, Gordon's played well in his absence on that front as well. Um they haven't lost with him out of the team, unfortunately. And it's one of those things. Have the other people have taken the chance to get the shirt? Mickey did it when he came at the team. He got the shirt, kept it. Others are doing the same now. So it's up for them to give the shirt up now. Obviously, Murphy's going to be under a bit of pressure after what happened last week because he never didn't have a fantastic 45. So obviously, the pressure will be back on him again. But if he goes back to how he'd been playing before that, when Mickey first got injured, then Mickey's going to have a fight to get back, in his, uh, back into the side. No, I, I think that's I think that's more than fair. Um, there were some people that were quite vocal on social media earlier on today that I saw that were saying that they didn't want him back in, um, and actually saw him as the as as the one negative um, because you know the fact that he's been injured since the international break, and then we've gone on and won four games on the bounce, even though he did win in the game against Wolves before the international break. Uh, but yeah, he's a uh, um, you know, since since he's not played, sorry, it was Forest before the international break. Um, they, they they were kind of trying to justify him not being the team. I just found it really strange. I, I really did. But look, Miggy's back, top goal scorer. Great timing back in amongst things. And you know, I I just I don't know about you. I just think everything is falling into place for us this season. You know, in, in terms of we're going into the back end of the season, nine games to go. We're flying in terms of confidence. These boys at the moment are playing and doing the stuff. We're managing, fingers crossed, touch wood, with injuries well. Um, is it going to be our season? Is it going to be our season that we we hit the objective this time? We didn't quite do it in 2012, um, get Champions League football. Do you boys at this point now think that we're going to get Champions League football as it stands? Yes. But still hesitant, <laughs> uh, and always looking over my shoulder on us, and looking at the games that are around us as well. They're all key to, to to us finishing in that top four. Um, it's it's hard. It's what's the hesitancy? I do, What's the hesitancy? I just, it, it, hesitancy is it's hard. It's hard to believe. It's hard to believe we are as high as we are from coming from where we came and everything like that. And it's all happened so quickly as well. And it just would be, 
it would be such a shame to miss out on, on the Champions League in top four now. It will still be an absolutely brilliant season, uh, and I had them down as fish in eighth or higher at the start of the season. So whatever happens, we, we've, we've, had, we've had a brilliant season. But it's just to leave it after us now, is, it would be a, a shame. Um, and there's the, the tricky games coming up. like we, With Villa, Spurs, Everton, Southampton, Arsenal, Leeds, Leicester, the Brighton game that has to be re- re- rearranged, and, and Chelsea. So there's... like. Some some more winnable than others there, but the run we're on three from uh, four from four is it? Uh, but uh, it, since we did our our uh, run in thing uh, with, with three from three, um, it, it's still it, until, until it's mathematically we're we're over the line. Uh, it's it's going to be you're always going to be that. I'm not, I can't be the only one that that, that has that kind of a, a worry. I don't know, Richie. Have you got the same hesitancies that that, that Daz has? Obviously, still confident, still believes that we've got Champions League, but obviously that slight hesitancy there. Do you share the same sentiment? No, I, w- I wouldn't say as negative as Daz. I got that's just that, that's just jo- the Geordie fan base over the Mike Ashley era. To be fair, isn't it? So, uh, do you know what I think? Looking at the way everyone else is playing as well, we seem to be hitting that consistency run at just the right time. Um, it's you know the balls now are caught. We've we said a few, we've said a, a f- numerous times. The f- a few of us have said the balls now are caught. You know what I mean? It's, it's in our hands that we you know if we, if we go and beaten now, that's as Champions League football. I think for me, um, and I think I probably agree with. I think it would be the majority of the fan base that'll be like this. I think when we get Villa and Spurs out the way, where we stand after that too, I think that'll indicate how confident the fan base will get because obviously it's a tricky away game. Obviously, with going to Villa, I, I don't, I don't hmm. put Villa in the obviously the Champions League mix. I think you know you're probably looking for them. They've put themselves in the fray for Europa League and Conference League and sort of stuff. So, and it will be a difficult game to go to. Um, you know, I think since Emery's come into the job, I think already the day that there's only Mick Arteta and Arsenal have picked up more points in the same spell um, since he took over in October. So obviously the that that's good for Villa fans and stuff like that. But however, at the same period of time. They came to St James's Park and got beat four nil off us. Um, and yeah, it was a close game while it was still nil nil and stuff. But obviously, once we took the leads and Villa had to come out of the blocks, you know, they've capitulated at the back. And to be fair, nothing's really changed on that front now. Like towards the back, I think if it gets to the stage where if Newcastle go ahead, I think the same will happen again because Aston Villa don't like chasing games. And I think recently they haven't been chasing games. They've been ahead in games, so they haven't had to. It's been a different game plan, which I think will change. And obviously we'll discuss this probably more tomorrow night on away days and stuff like that, With obviously when Rich joins us. Um, but I think this is the tough one that's left in the running. And then I think Spurs at home, obviously we know how close to them they are as a rival for that Champions League spot. If we beat them, I think it's nailed on. Yeah. Well, that's what you're going to say, yeah, yeah, no, just t- two things. Um, one is, uh, I don't know if you saw it yesterday, Jordan had a great article in, in Newcastle World uh, where they, they talked about uh, looking back over the, the previous number of years and the points totals that has got people, in, has got clubs into the Champions League and into the Europa League and in, in Obviously, into the Conference League as well. So that's that's a good a good one. Uh, they, they, they ran the numbers, and I was just imagining there was this Jordan and Liam there with calculators. Uh, it was the big a big uh, theory, uh, big algorithm going in the background, right, like that. But yeah, it was a good article there to read, and it just kind of give you more confidence if you're looking for that extra bit of confidence. Uh, but I'm just wondering, 
and I'll throw this back to you then, Pete, right? Because you th- you're throwing these questions at us. How, how, how much further do we have to go before we can say, forget about that conference league? We're not going. We we will be anywhere near that. How uh, that is, we're well past that stage. Um, I think. I think four points. Uh, sorry, four wins and two draws gets us Champions League football. That's just my opinion. Yeah. Uh, four four wins, and, and yeah. So you, you're looking at you're looking at that point. You're closing in on seventy points. I think seventy points. Anything around seventy points gets you Champions League. Yes. Um, I, I believe that Man United will drop points. Tottenham have got a tough run in after they play us, um, and I do believe that 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 we we will be as consistent as we have been. I'm not saying we're going to win every game. Far from it. We've got some tough games to play, but I do believe that. Okay, let, let's say let's say five wins short assures Champions League football from nine games. So that's four games to kind of play around with. Um, you've got there, and and, I, and I'll even name where I think we will win um, between now and the end of the season. So, it, it, well, do you want do you want the the? Um, I know the games well, I think we'll win. Yeah, I'll just see can I get it here. Uh, one sec. They should do it. Now, here we go. Okay, so the games that I believe that we will win, um, and I'm confident that we're going to win, um, Everton away is one. Um, Southampton at home. You better. Yeah, you better. Um, Leicester at home. And these ones, I'm confident that that, I'll, that we'll win. Uh, Spurs at home. So these, they're, so they're um, other. So I'm, other than Everton away, I've gone for those those three home games: Spurs, Southampton, um, and Leicester. I, be, I believe that they're they're the they're the four games that we that I'm confident that we will win, um, but that doesn't include this Saturday. Can we win it? Of course we can. Um, that doesn't include Arsenal at home. We did it last season, albeit a different Arsenal team, albeit a different Newcastle team. Um, I'm not even I'm not even included Brighton at home there. Um, Brighton will be fit. <coughs> somewhere and obviously Chelsea are playing well at the moment last game of the season will they have anything to play for will they bed in new players like you know and we're still going for Champions League football it would be well nicely set for us um, at Stamford Bridge so you look at those games like I said I'm not saying we're going to win them all but they're the games Spurs Everton Southampton um, and Leicester I think that I think that, we'll, that we will win um, and look, I, I do believe that you know if we go and beat Spurs, we, we we push them further down the pecking order. It could well be, fingers crossed, at that point by beating Spurs, it could be putting a six points clear of them with a game in hand still. So <laughs> right in the driving seat potentially, 
Um, um, but it gives us an opportunity, even if we, for example, lose at Villa, it gives us an opportunity to bridge that gap again by beating them at St. James's Park. So, you know, either way, it works in our favour. <clears throat> So I mean, they're mine. They're mine. Yeah. What 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 do you what do you boys think? What are you what are you looking at? Because you you kind of given a points total, but where do you see us potentially? You know, we've talked about this before, but as the games are dwindling down, things might have changed from what you what you thought previously. So, um, that's Richie. What 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 are your thoughts with regards to that? Where do you think we'll definitely or you're confident that we're going to get points from? I'll, I'll have this one. I'll have this one to Richie because I'll give you the Eddie Howe answer, and it's just one game at a time. <laughs> one game at a time. Just focus on the Villa game, nothing else, nothing else. One game at a time. Um, Richie, <laughs> to be fair, uh, and it's something that's been raised in the in the chat as well. By obviously, we'll get round in a bit, but there's a lot of people say we go unbeaten from now out and see the season out, uh, and that's a huge possibility. I'm not saying win out. The going um, to say it unbeaten. We can yeah. go on that run like we did uh, earlier in the season, where we went unbeaten, didn't concede a goal for God knows how long it was. Uh, so we, 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 the squad is capable of doing it under Eddie Howe. And to be fair, if you look at, st- I still think this 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 weekend's probably still our most difficult fixture, because only because of the form that Villa are in. Yeah. Um, but I also think that puts themselves on. Is it one of those ones where it's they're going to be a bit more overconfident now because who have they really played in that little spell of, of the run they've gone in? That's that's a point as well. They haven't they haven't faced anyone like the the caliber of Newcastle are this season uh, in that run. But then after that, you look at Spurs have been hit and miss all season. They could turn up at, at Newcastle and. It could be a game similar to what it was last time when they came to St James's Park, when they, they narrowly beat us in the the owners' first game at, un, under you know the the new owners, wasn't it? And we lost three uh, two, where we took the leads, you know, through Callum Wilson, and obviously we we were Steve Bruce's team and capitulated to three one down, and then obviously pulled one back, and it looked a bit better than what it did. Uh, and Spurs, to be fair, aren't much better of a squad or a team than that day. Whereas we are a completely different animal, as I said earlier on, than what we were when we played them then. So you know, I, I think we win Spurs, um, and then obviously you look at Everton. We've discussed this before. Everton, we can, you know, they're a bit more defensively solid under Daesh than what they were under Lampard. Um, and to be fair, we battered them off the park last year, and everyone watched that one, and you know, did the unforeseen events of the. Stop oil guy cable tying himself to the post and 40 minutes stoppage time. Did that play a part in breaking the rhythm up? Was that was that Everton's attempt of, as we'll also get into later on, slowing the game down? To, to... Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you, you've, uh, slowing the you, game you, down. We'll talk about more about that. Yeah, I was going to say you're segueing this to another section. In yes, you are. We know where you're going. It's because we've become a bit more of pros at this sort of thing. That's why I think we can segue into, into the next topic and stuff, isn't it? Uh, but then you look at Southampton, you know, you think a win there. Arsenal, obviously, that's a two. I think it's more of it. There's more pressure on Arsenal for that game than us um, because they're fighting for that Champions League spot and they cannot afford to slip up. Um, I don't know. Did, did they play City before the Cup of Newcastle? Does anyone know? Uh, obviously, they've got to go at the Etihad, don't they? And obviously, we haven't got oh, man. Uh, I, I, I think they do. I think they go next, don't they? No, I, what, wasn't, 
wasn't there uh, something about um, the the Arsenal Chelsea game has been moved? So the duration between uh, the the Arsenal Chelsea game and the uh, the Newcastle Arsenal game is now shorter. So that is a bit of an advantage to us. I just read that somewhere. I didn't actually check it the the dates myself, but um, sorry, and I don't yeah, know. Arsenal go, Arsenal go to City. Uh, the night we play Everton. So yeah. when they obviously ten days after that they could they come to Newcastle. That you know they they could have Man City right on their their coattails then. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you know what I mean. If, I I can't see Man City getting beat at the Etihad off Arsenal. So you know if if you look at that round of fixtures, there's a <laughs> lot of pressure on Arsenal, and this is where you you know. Man City are used to this sort of stuff. They've been in it in every single year going forward, these type of games. Arsenal have had a lead for a long time now and they've said, can the ho- hang on, can the hang on? Because this squad's never been through that before. This game is going to be, you know, they capitulated last year when they were trying to get Champions League. What are, what are they going to be like trying to win the league? Come to Newcastle. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then the rest of the season, obviously, I've said Brighton, obviously, we don't know what Brighton's going to be as an exact fixture. Chelsea, we could already have Champions League football sewn up by then. Do you know what I mean? It's it, it could just be a good one to, to you know to they've got Champions League calibre world class players in that squad. Where Newcastle could turn around and say, let's just take, let's just take this as a early pre season Champions League game and see what we can go head up against those type of players because hopefully there might there won't be any pressure on them there. So there's uh, this nice little patch of games now. Um, you know, even Leeds, Leeds away used to be one of those ones where it was always awkward. But then you see what happened to them at the weekend when they capitulated yeah. against Palace. Yeah, Do you know, yeah. five, what, four goals in the second half. It was, it was off. I don't know if anyone actually saw the game, but yeah, I they, saw the highlights, and they just they were awful. Seems absolutely awful like that second when, half. Even when they took the lead, Rich, they were still yeah. poor. They they conceded chance after chance. The only reason I didn't put them down as a guarantee <laughs> is because. Leeds just have a knack of turning up against better teams. When it's the teams around them, they tend to they tend to play shocking. But I've seen them against better teams this season, even more recently, and they just tend to up their levels a little bit. And that's what I that's my only concern, really. I, do I think we can win it? Of course we can. But it's one of them ones where they just turn up and just either get lucky or yeah, you know, just one of one of those one of those things. But it, just just going on to your point, Richie, about um, people in the chat saying that potentially we could be unbeaten end of the season. Um, I'll just nick the chat just for a second. Yeah. Keep up here, lads. Lost three games in twenty three games in twenty nine games. On that average, we will only lose one more game this season. So you know that again fills us with a little bit of confidence because you know just on those averages of the fact that we're barely. <laughs> Barely lost well, this season. We discussed that when we when we did the predictions the other week, when before the last three games, we said we've already lost three games this season. And we said if you know if Newcastle were to go and lose three more games in between that spell, obviously, you know, we we had Man Knight in that time, we've had Brentford, which is ever tricky games, which we've won. You know, if we'd won if we'd lost three games out of the rest of those 12 games, we could still be done for Champions League football anyway. I always remember, and this is this has gone back to like the days when Alan Hansen used to be a match of the day and stuff like that. He said, if you ever want to be in you know, considered for winning the league or top four, you cannot lose more than six games in a season. 
yeah. That was always like the you know the bar limit. You yeah. can't lose six games, you cannot get Champions League football and above. And we're on that scale. Yeah, you'll never win anything with kids either. He used to say that one too. Yeah. yeah. Um. <laughs> he, he definitely did. Um, but look, we've got over 130 in the chat. Uh, welcome everyone for joining us so far. Um, great to have you with us. If you haven't already, click the like button. Everyone click that thumbs up right now. Should hopefully get over 130 likes. Just like hmm. that. But, um, and if you haven't already, consider subscribing to the channel. We're building to 6K. Uh, and thank you, everyone, for, for joining us. Um, get your questions in, because it is a Q&A. There's loads of questions already um, already in the chat, and we will come to them, 20-plus uh, questions coming in, um, and, and throw them your way. And we've got our own little discussion points, as we've already had um, at that point. But speaking of Alan Hansen, um, <laughs> his old, thank you, Richie. His old um, matter of the day partner um, seems to have a bee in his bonnet about Newcastle United. Mock who um, is the word? Uh, he doesn't. Seem was, was that the, was that the defensive coach that Kevin King was. was brought in for Newcastle? The one who <laughs> you know was on the course but still hates us. Yeah, uh, yeah. Hate, hates 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 everybody. Um, apart from Liverpool, but definitely hates us more than anything. Um, you know, what, what are you made of those? What are you made of those comments today that um, he's come out and said uh, to the Chronicle, or the Chronicle have reported on it with regards to um, Newcastle being the worst team in the league for time wasting and how it's come a part of of the game in the Premier League? Um, what are you made of those thoughts with regards to that? Yeah, in the point and again with regards to time wasted. He he went downhill for me after he shaved the mustache, uh, as he lost that best to tell you the truth. Uh, but um, Mark Lawrence, yeah, um, look, I, I I had to click on it today because I thought I I just assumed it was something to do with Saudi and and the the link in there somewhere that he was having a dig at Newcastle for. But no, it was about time wasting. All right, here we go. Yeah, there's there's plenty of clubs you could you could pin that on. Um, and the, the dark arts that uh, gets talked about now as well. But yeah, move on. Nothing to see here. Don't even bother clicking on the article if you see it. Yeah, Richie, I'll add that to you, actually, because Dad has just mentioned the dark arts. Not only has Mark Lawrence mentioned it, but Thomas Frank seems to be in his bonnet after his presser on uh, on Saturday. I think, you, I think the only thing that he's going to be in the bonnet about is the fact we spent, we've spent we got a £63 million straight because he's constantly mentioned it since... Uh, Saturday evening, oh, 60, you know, they had a sixty-three million pound strike. Who scored the goal? Uh, he said it about half a dozen times in interviews. You know, <clears> proper great. And I mean, you think, come on, man, you're Brentford, you ain't gonna have that sort of money to really be spending on people like Alexander Isak and stuff like that. Oh. You know, you, you might get it for a centre forward that you've got on your plate, good, but you won't ever then spend it on another strike replacement because that sixty million would be reinvented, reinvested in the the whole squad, not on one player. Brentford won't be going and spending sixty odd million to play for a long, long time. So you, you know, we know we really need it now. We really need someone that's going to play devil's advocate. In, I was, in it's this, funny in you said that. It, this is someone else who went downhill after he shaved his tash off ten years ago. This guy have a tash. This guy. Did you have a tash, Chris? No, well, weirdly, no, I didn't have a sash, but um, when I first met Lisa, I was doing Movember, so she only knew me with a tash, which was a bit strange. But um, Magnum but yeah. PI. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, yeah, it's not a good look. I've got to be honest, it's not a good look. I won't tell you what our boys called me, but yeah, it wasn't nice. Uh, you'll have to know. <laughs> I'll tell you it offline, yeah. <laughs> we'll put it out as a tweet later on, don't worry. <laughs> I was going to say, this, Pete, going back to what you were saying about the time wasting, did anybody see the 442 video that Adam Cleary did the other day? I mean, actually, it was, it was brought about the, the shithousery that Newcastle is, and it went through all stats and stuff, and Leeds actually have a worse record for ball and play than Newcastle do. But he also, as as we said, played devil's advocate here. And he turned around and he said, you know, Leeds came before we went to Arsenal, which was the first time that Newcastle really turned around and said about being time wasters and, and stuff. And then, But three days before, when Leeds came to Newcastle and did to us, Leeds were praised for doing it to Newcastle and putting the ball you know, and being shithouses to us. And, you know, the fact that... Teams are doing that to us as well, you know. So it's all right them saying Newcastle have got have done it. They're the second worst to ball and play, but if other teams are doing that to Newcastle as well, that's not just Newcastle's fault for ball and play. That's going to be something to do with the opposition you're playing as well. Um, but he went. If, you, if anyone has actually seen, go and watch the four four two video on the their, their podcast on YouTube channel. Adam Cleary. It's a fantastic video that breaks everything down. And proves that Newcastle aren't the team that Mark Lawrenson and a lot of pundits have said. Yes, we're getting good at shithouse and stuff like that. And um, you know, he mentioned it. Obviously, the point he was was the fact that Aaron Ramsdale dropping to the floor with the balls. Nick Popeson at the season. There's loads of keepers. Did if you look at now, and I know Chris is will pick up on this. The amount of times you see people in chat and stuff about uh, betting and saying. Oh, go and put a, uh, some money on the, the goalkeeper, say Netherwood, Bournemouth, or um, the Wolves keeper, for whatever reason. If they've got a 1 0 game, one, see, Wolves had Spurs on, on uh, sorry, yeah, Chelsea on Saturday, they won 1 0. And some of these chats, I was saying the people would go put money on the Wolves keeper, go put the money because they'll be holding out and he'll be picking the book up the end because he'd be, you know, how many times do we see keepers getting booked in the last 10 minutes yeah. for time wasting? Mm-hmm. And it's, it's 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 not just Newcastle that do it; it's everybody. It's yeah. just people don't like seeing Newcastle being the bully boys in the Premier League anymore. And we're better than everyone else, Harry. Yeah, simple as. Yeah. Just a disclaimer: be gamble aware awareness as well, just so we get that in, <laughs> Richie. Yeah. Um, it's, but, like, uh, it's like when we saw the, it's like when we saw uh, Brentford when they were trying to copy the Trippier move. You know, when they when he had the penalty. And the commentator yeah. was going, oh, I don't think there's any doubt that Ivan Tony's going to have this penalty. And you could see Nick Pope was onto it. Nick Pope was just like, there's no point talking to you because I know you're not yeah. going to take it. Tony's yeah. going to take it. <laughs> yeah, that trick wasn't going to work for sure. But great to see you, Chris. Great to see you. Oh, yeah. Yeah, good to, good to be on, lads. Good to be on. I say, apologise I'm late. Um, I've been out with Lisa and the kids. Uh, I've had a nice, had a nice afternoon, actually. It's been good. But, uh, yeah, we're running slightly late. So, um, I, d- I was listening in. Um, on the way back, but yeah, nice to be nice to be back on. Feels like I've not been on for ages, so uh, really, really good to be back. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Pete, where are we going to next? <laughs> should, should we take a question in our Q and A show? <laughs> I think you know what. Why not take two? Let's take. Oh, two. I'll tell you what. <laughs> this, this, the first one I've got here off Tom Nixon was actually one I actually thought of earlier, and I was going to put to you. So it's actually quite a good one. It basically says, it says, no, it's not a quiz question, Daz, don't worry. You've got a chance of answering this one. Uh, 
Who would you take from the nine clubs at risk of relegation? Obviously, with players that you think could fit our mould. Obviously, we've had people like Ruben Neves has been mentioned. Obviously, they're under threat. James Madison's obviously been linked with. Is there anyone that either, you know, say, obviously, there's nine teams, as Tom's mentioned there. Name a couple of players, you know, that you think Newcastle should be looking for out of those teams that you think, you know, we could realistically get. Declan Rice. We'll start with you, Pete. What do you want me to go through all the teams? No, just 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 pick two. You know what I mean. Just pick two players that you think would be would benefit Newcastle squad. Um, okay, <clears throat> two players. Um, well, should we just move on to one? Because you know the first one's going to be James Madison. <laughs> and we yeah, can't repeat. Yeah. We can't repeat. Uh, yeah. But, uh, okay. Oh, 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 we can't repeat. Okay, like let's go for it. Yeah. Oh, you fighter. Um, <laughs> you're going first. You're okay, Pete. What's that? You're going first. You're okay. No, I'm doing. I'm just thinking because because you went to about who we need. Um, okay, I will say. Well, this is like picking the elite team in loaded football weekly. Get isn't there twenty four years the wheel sort of thing. <laughs> I'll have to say that I love that. It's great. James Madison's a given, um, so I would say we need, we need someone like James Madison. Um, and I'm going to stick with the same team, and I'm going to go Harvey Barnes. Reasons? Um, two uh, two reasons. One that uh, they're both English, and two they both. Constantly, consistently in double figures with goals or assists or both, which is exactly what we need to add to our team. Okay, Daz. Okay, Pete Robb, one of mine, I was going to say Harry Burns because he came up in, in conversation as well, and we, we will get to get on to that um, with, with um, Graham Bailey's article. Okay, so as I said, sorry, how old is Harvey Barnes again? He's <laughs> Great I, age. Uh, he's twenty-five feet. Twenty-five. Great age. Great, great age. Great age. <laughs> you know, I actually thought he was younger. I thought I thought he was. I thought I he was around twenty-three. Yeah. yeah, it surprised me uh, that that he was twenty-five. He must, have just, uh, um, must have just turned twenty-five. Uh, no. Yeah, he, it was December. <laughs> Check that out as well. So he'd be twenty-six in in December. So um, an okay age. Uh, I thought I thought he was younger, and I thought, but uh, Eddie Howe would get the best out of him for sure. And, and he's a, he's a quality quality player, um, so someone I'd like to see rock up. Okay, so I have to pick someone else. Um, pick two. I'm gonna say because West Ham are still in the mix. I've I've, I've said before. I'm gonna pick two from West Ham. So uh, I, I, <laughs> this is where we're gonna go. Uh, I'm gonna say Declan Rice, and I'd, I'd also uh, take Paqueta. As well, I thought he played, played uh, had a decent game against us. Um, he, if, if, depending on, on, they'd have to get relegated first. Have any way, any chance of getting uh, Paqueta as well as Rice, and we'd have to get Champions League football as well uh, for that to happen. So I'm going to go two from West Ham and Paqueta and Rice. It's interesting you say about we'd need Champions League football to get Paqueta, but West Ham got him without Champions League football, so you don't necessarily yeah. need it. You just gotta have a better project. Sorry, yeah. For for I think West Ham would have to have to. Well, is that I suppose that's linked back to the question about clubs at risk of relegation. So West Ham would have to be relegated for because he'd stay otherwise. They'll they'll keep him. Um, which yeah, I, that's 
you wouldn't need Champions League for Paqueta, no. But for Declan Rice, I think we definitely would. Richie, uh, Paqueta won't make the same mistake twice. Uh, he, made, he made the mistake of jumping to West Ham because he was desperate to get out of Leon. seeing how Bruno was tearing it up in the Premier League he was just desperate to get out this time if he leaves he's going he's going to go to the top like, he's, his international future is okay. going to be dependent on him as well so it's, yeah. he, he needs yeah. to make a right decision well, okay, Chris, Chris what about you then? Um, well, I'll pick two left field ones. So, so hopefully, Rich, these weren't on your list. But I know, well, I know one of them definitely is, won't be on your list. But looking at the teams, um, and I've, I've got a got a fixation on this lad because I, I think he, I think he'd be brilliant. Um, Andy Carroll. I, <laughs> no, no. I did, I did look for Redden, but I couldn't see him. I couldn't, I couldn't pick Andy Carroll. Um, no, I would go for Ben Godfrey from Everton. I think Ben Godfrey for Everton would be fantastic for us. I I, I feel really I, I I constantly moan to me blue mates about Ben Godfrey because he's constantly plays either left back or right back, predominantly left back, and he's he's a centre back. And I just think if he played centre back and you know we were worked under a fantastic coach like Eddie Howe, um, and he'd probably be somebody who you know would be willing to come in maybe as understudy to Shah with a view to replacing him. Um, I think he'd be he'd be he'd jump at the chance of a move to Newcastle because when when um, Everton signed him from Norwich, he come with a really good reputation, um, gone through the ranks at England's level. Um, I, I just think I think Ben Godfrey would be brilliant. Um, he's, he's got all the tools to be a really, really good player, uh, and I just feel at Everton he's just kind of probably to his detriment the fact that he's a bit of a utility player, so he can play across a number of positions. I think that goes against him. Whereas I think if you played him at centre back, him next to someone like Sven Botman, I think I think he'd be brilliant. And then Kevin Trippier, the other side of him, I I, I, I generally think yeah Ben Godfrey would be a good mm-hmm. signing. Chris, do you do you think he's a he's a big upgrade on on the cells as the right centre back? Um, right now, probably not a big upgrade, but I do think I do think he's got the potential because I'm pretty sure Ben Godfrey's only what 22, 23. Yeah. Um, great age. So I think he's got all the potential in front of him. Um, and as I say, he's got all the tools. You know, big, strong lad. He's quick. Um, so I, I think he'd be a good one. And um, my second one would probably be looking at the teams and based on what you know you lads have already said, I'd probably say Ike Nori from Wolves. I think bringing him in a left back, uh, we know we're after a left back. Um, and again, if coached properly, I, th- I think he could be brilliant. We we had um, we had little Dan on. Um, you know, the, from, on the Wolves podcast, and he, he was waxing lyrical about uh, Ike Nori. Not maybe the last time we had him on, but the time before, he was saying how brilliant he was, uh, and he watched him week in, week out. So the clips I've seen of him, I, I think he looks really, really good. Um, and I think both of those players as well, you're not talking silly money. Um, so you're buying potential, really. But, you know, if you could pick them up for 15, 20 million apiece, I think I think they'd be good additions to the squad. I think they'd be, I think they'd be really good. Yeah. Uh, do, do, Chelsea aren't in this mix here, are they? Just, just clarify. <laughs> no, no, they're not. They're not. Uh, Tom, Tom's referring to Palace down. Yeah. But to be yeah. fair, Palace are on thirty-three points now, so Palace probably yeah. need what, a win and another draw or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Richie, yeah, Chris Wood is still available. Um, just to <laughs> out there to you. Don't worry, I'm not going for Shelby either. Uh, I don't know, it's a, it's a difficult one because there's a, there's a few different players at different teams. Obviously, you've mentioned quite a lot anyway. Uh, one player I really like, but obviously I'm not going to class him in that relegation mix because I don't think, I don't think the parts are going to go down. And no, it's not Zaha. I really like Michael Elise. 
I just think he's absolutely phenomenal on that right hand side. He, like was it he, three or four assists he got on on there Sunday against Leeds? Um, he was absolutely phenomenal. I just think you know you look at the free kick he took against Man United he, when they got the point last minute down at Sellers Park as well. Um, I think with one the one thing you need to work on him is his consistency. He's a bit he's a bit more consistent than I would say. Uh, Maxi is obviously because Maxi, we know we we, we, we look at Maxi because we always tend to say, um, what he does for full games, you know, he has fits and bursts during games and stuff like that. But if you say what overall games he has, um, he's probably a little bit more consistent than that. But he, like, he's got that pure raw talent, um, so that was one player I was, I was going to mention. But obviously, I don't clap, I don't think the old palace will go down now. I think. Roy Hodgson's just going to come in and galvanise them, and I can't say they're going down. Um, the two, I, I think, uh, I like Mohamed Salasi with Southampton. I think he's an absolute rock of a centre-back. Uh, and the fact that Alan Shearer really rates him as well as a centre-back, you know, what you look at. And, and I don't know if anyone saw this yesterday, it was mentioned he's been left out by Southampton since March, uh, since there was, you know, there was interest from a few, few different clubs and whether his head's been turned or whatever, uh, but he is fit, not being any match day squads. And to be fair, whether whether that's right by the manager or not to do that, I don't know. Surely you still want your best, uh, even if he wants to be away, surely he wants to be out there and put himself in the shop window. Uh, well, that's how I would be if I was, you know, if I was wanting to be away from a club, you want to, um, you want to be putting yourself out, showing what you can do and stuff like that. Sit on the bench, which is a bit what like what Ryan Fraser, what happened to Ryan Fraser when he said he downed tools. That doesn't look good on anyone. Whether that's his choice or whether that's the manager's choice, we don't know. But I just think he's, you know, he's twenty uh, three year old, great age. Great age. Uh, but it, yeah, I, I think he's definitely one to keep an eye on. Uh, and the other one that I just, I think it's the the fact that the fans. Really love love him and would and as we know after speaking to our Wolves contact uh, in Little Dad, he and a lot of other Wolves fans would hate the fact that we got Ruben Neves. I just think yeah. uh, for what you'd get him for um, and what what he could do in that midfield, yeah. um, you know he's, he's a set piece taker as well. It's another option over Trippier. Uh, he can you know allow Bruno to go and play a little further forward and stuff like that. And you, you, the cost you probably get for him, twenty-six year old, as Dad says, all right, age. Uh, it's I don't know. It's, it's one of those. I think it'd be a, a good deal. Bear in mind, obviously, we are going to get into FFP later on in a few weeks' time and stuff. It's not one that's going to cost the same sort of money that a Declan Rice would, uh, a James Madison potentially would. It's one of those where you could probably get him over the line for twenty, twenty-five million, in my opinion. Champions over the line. Really- yeah, played yeah. in the Champions League, got that experience, albeit a younger age. Um, captain, his club, leader on the pitch. It, it's a, it's a no brainer. Yeah, it, 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 it certainly it, is. It, it, uh, it's great questions, though, Tom. Good, yeah. good question. Yeah, yeah, definitely was. Just something that we obviously what we want to highlight here because obviously. Uh, question that that uh, Lisa actually put in there has to be linked in. We like segues as we do. Uh, Pete, do you want to tell us a little bit more about this? And then I'll go on to Lisa's question. Ah. Yes. So, look, it's happening. Um, it is happening. We've got Newcastle Fans TV versus Loaded Mag and UFC, the charity match. 
uh, that everybody or nobody wants to see. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> let's, uh, let's see how it pans out after five or ten minutes when we kick off. But, um, look, uh, we've come together uh, as channels because it's for a really, really good cause. Um, and, and we've got a great relationship with with Lee, uh, Johnny, and, and, and the team over at Newcastle Fans TV. Um, and we just wanted to do something that was a little bit fun and a little bit different. Um, and why not make it uh, and take advantage of the fact that all of his boys will be up in Newcastle for that weekend for the Southampton game. So let's kind of do something uh, a little bit different um, that's you know, going to raise a little bit of money. So uh, we've, we've targeted the, the, the Gateshead Food Bank um, on the Just Giving page. Um, we've, set the, we've set the bar at, at £200. Um, so it's not too taxing, but it's still a good number that we can give um, and it can benefit the, the food bank. So, look, if you have, um, it doesn't matter how big or how little it is, if you can donate... Um, on the Just Giving page that, that we put on the screen just a second ago, it really, really, really would make a difference um, to people in the area. We know how tough it is uh, in this country at the moment um, with, you know, the, the gas and energy prices, with uh, food prices and everything going up, especially since the turn of April. Um, it's all gone up again, making it even more expensive in the cost of living. So um, if we can try and help out, um, uh, let's make a difference. Um, that's for sure. And look, we'll, we'll be playing um, at the Newcastle NUFC Foundation. Um, so we'll be playing their six-a-side match. Um, we'll be having a, um, a couple of 25-minute matches um, uh, against uh, Newcastle Fighters TV, who have got a little bit of experience of, of playing these six-a-side mm-hmm. matches. So we're coming into it a little bit blind. They've got a little bit more experience than this. But look... Um, Let's say, Pete, when you say experience, uh, some of us will be meeting for the first time on that day. So uh, that's how much experience we have of uh, playing football. Hello, nice to meet you. People don't say we've got chemistry on screen. I hate to think what's going to be like chemistry on the pitch, mate. Literally saying hello, and then the, and then the whistle's being blown, and then we're having to cohesively. Uh, uh, it's, it's like it's like giving a ball to a five-year-old in the first training session and just seeing what happens. Yeah, literally, but look, it, it's going to be fun. It is fun. Most importantly, yeah. it is fun, and it's for a good cause. So there's no sort of serious element around it. Of course, you know there'll be winners or losers. Winners. winners. <laughs> I um, I hate losing, Pete. I hate uh, losing. Look, we'll, 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 as we're building to the as we're building towards the time we start we'll, we'll do a couple of shows around tactics and uh we'll uh, we'll, we'll, yeah. uh, we'll announce the squad um because we have got some people that have uh that, that are joining the squad um uh, i think we, uh, we keep that under wraps until the last couple of days before yeah we're not going to give anything away but we've got some additions to the squad um who are um, Ex-professionals, yeah, and uh, they'll probably have the lungs that we don't have currently. Um, but yeah, it's going to be fun, uh, exciting. So again, uh, we are going to be promoting it. So you'll see it lots and lots and lots um, in the days and weeks to to follow in the build up to um, the 29th. Um, so yeah, if you see it and you've got a few pounds to spare. Um, come and donate uh, for a really, really, really good cause. And, um, hopefully, we get to that. Um, hopefully, we get to that two hundred mark. And look, if we get over that two hundred mark, that's even that's a bonus. It means uh, we can give even more, which is fantastic. So, um, yeah, just a little bit on that. And um, 
I think at some point we will get Johnny Lee and the boys on the channel, um, so we can talk about it a little bit more, and maybe um, maybe the the battle will commence. There, might need a uh, who, who knows? Uh, but yeah, we'll, let's see. Let's see how it all kind of um, uh, let's all, uh, see how it all pans out. Um, there's a goal. There's a goal. Real Madrid. Yeah, Benzema. It is. Benzema's just scored. That's right. So it won't be three 0 to Chelsea. So, uh, like Todd Bowley predicted. Um, just on on the, on the link. Uh, the, the link is pinned uh, under the YouTube, uh, the top of the YouTube. So you'll find the, the just giving link. Uh, yeah, that's the one, uh, Richie. Uh, and what, there was Lisa had a question on Twitter. It was uh, yeah. Obviously, there is. What time? No, it wasn't about the time actually. No? Uh, obviously, we, that might be helpful that we do actually let people know what time it is going to be kicking off. But is anybody actually, is anybody actually going to be interested in coming to watch it? <laughs> is anyone going to come and support us? Because there is limited space for spectators. Yeah. But by all means, obviously, give us a shout. It might be something where we put like obviously put a bucket on the door or something. Obviously, when we get enough, then obviously put a donation come in. Obviously, as I said, it's a charity football match sort of thing. So. Yeah. You know, by all means, reach out. See, you know, one of the lads or the or the channel uh, Twitter, or even Le- like people like Lisa as well. Lisa might be able to get like a little mini bus together and bring people over for the <laughs> and give me a But which yeah, I have asked. We've uh, spoken to Johnny about. <clears throat> I think he mentioned. I think uh, probably I think it's about maximum of maybe like fifty. I think max- he said sixty. I think it was. 50, I 60, sixty seems to ring um, a bell. Yeah, uh, that, that could potentially come and watch. So if you are free. Um, uh, on that Saturday, um, we'll be kicking off around midday, twelve o'clock. Um, it's around twelve to 12, twelve to one ish. Um, uh, so yeah, uh, feel free to feel free. There might there might only be space for thirty though, because I've, I've heard on the grapevine that uh, the Liverpool entourage is going to take up about thirty uh, on the wheel. <laughs> uh, <laughs> he's 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 <laughs> Um, oh, Carl Seggy's put about streaming it now. Wanted to ask the question on, on, yeah, on streaming yeah. like that. Yeah. And um, Johnny did come back and said um, it's something he is looking into. So there could well be, or could well be um, the potential of it, of it being streamed. So you can see us um, falling over ourselves and, uh, and out of breath after two seconds of a sprint. Uh, live. <laughs> live. <laughs> you can see quality goals. You can see clean sheets. You can see Bruno-like passes from us, not from them. <laughs> <laughs> and if we're able to walk after that game, uh, we, we will be uh, we will be in t- in town somewhere in some pub that that night. Uh, we have to get together ourselves and and um, come up with a, a location to, to to meet them and give up a time. So um, yeah, so more more details of that as we we come up with them ourselves. <laughs> so we haven't planned that yet. So we have to do that. Yeah, that's coming up on the uh, the, the last weekend in in April, on the 29th. Uh, yeah. yeah, that is that. Yeah, that's uh, cool for a couple more ones before we move on to whatever we've got now. David Cook, he got the colour wrong, but he basically wanted to know their does. And um, did you know if J- uh, Joel Linton got a card at the weekend? I'm glad you asked me that, David. Uh, streaming across the bottom of the screen, you'll see now no yellow card or red card, no card of any description for Joe Linton, but thanks for clearing that up, David. And there was one or two questions on that at, at the weekend. Back to you, Richie. Uh, good question here from David Munden. It's about the Villa game on Saturday. 
And he said, if you only had three bullet points to get it info across to the players for the Villa game, what would you focus on? Could it be what we need to do or what they do or, you know, stop a mix of both? Because obviously it'll be a tough game. It's an interesting question. Three bullet points points to get across for the Villa game. It'll be interesting to see where Eddie Howe will pop potentially go back to the days of the sob on the tie and stuff like that we had down at Villa Park because obviously that always seems to get be brought about around the uh, the Villa away fixture, doesn't it? Because obviously that that resonated, uh, and obviously when Ant and Deck crying and all this and stuff like that, and because mm-hmm. obviously we know he does have his little mind games and stuff like that, whether he'll actually use that or whether we've got the stage now where Newcastle have moved on from that because we're in a better place as a club now and. You know, they're the ones who are under us for a change, you know what I mean? You know, they're looking to get Europa League football, we're looking to get Champions League football, we're in different places now. Well, that's maybe, you could get, uh, yeah, maybe you could get uh, one of the tweets from um, Villa Watch added to that, that did a bit of inspiration. <laughs> don't get one. If anyone still watches that Villa Watch, don't get one on the back, that rubbish. Um, it, it is. It's just. It's just rubbish. There's an obsession with Newcastle. Um, don't even. Don't even get drawn into it. But one of the. No, I, I just is, think it's big. I just think it's big. Frank's brother. Well, probably. No, apparently, <laughs> no, apparently, someone had come out and said it is actually a Villa fan, and um, uh, I don't know. Uh, something to do with he's got. His, he's got to be in his bonnet about Newcastle. But you got to remember. Ultimately. Um, the, the the issue is is that with with Newcastle, unfortunately, our fans do bite, and we do bite and we do respond, and because of that, it then becomes a bit of a, a bit of a problem uh, off the back of that. So that's why. But uh, what I will say is that one of the bullet points should be Champions League football because it's very clear we win the game, we continue to push for Champions League football. Uh, so that would that would be one sob on the halt should be another one. Um, because sub on the halt, uh, it should be pointed at them that if we win, that's what's going to be happening because they're going to be crying into their bed sheets, um, uh, with the fact that we'll be playing Champions League football and they won't. Um, and then you could, I think there was a good one actually. Someone put on their target Mings on his right because if we're going to score, <laughs> Mings is going to make a mistake at some point, um, to give us a goal because he, he don't half love giving mistakes away. So, uh, yeah, I would say target Mings. Um, so they're, they're three decent bullet points but look um, I think someone's sort of put something in the chat that we maybe need to maybe need to mention because it's a um, it's a fantastic uh, which, one, which one was it because uh, I was just going to say before you moved on I was just going to say a belated happy birthday to Mr Jimmy Moore all the best mate hope you had a great yeah. day the other day Definitely. Happy birthday Jimmy another discussion point actually um, later on in the second Take away, but yeah, we're segueing all over the shop tonight. But we we just have been talking about the charity football match and uh, Ian McKenna, absolutely fantastic donation there. Um, uh, and wow. we will, you know, we will put this forward into the pot. Um, cheers, Ian. Cheers, Ian. Thank you for putting that our way. Uh, really, fantastic, really do appreciate you. it. Um, uh, and it's a fantastic gesture for again for for a great cause. So thank you very much for that. And look, everyone in the chat is um, saying how much of a legend you are because you are for putting that forward. So absolutely top man for that. Um, Cheers, Ian. But you said Raiders nicely with the happy birthdays to Jimmy because Jimmy must think it is his birthday um, because Newcastle announced that in the summer um, they are 
doing the um, summer series. Daz, I don't know if you, you put this picture on there. I don't know if you want to talk about it a little bit more. Yeah, so yeah, it was it was announced yesterday, I think. Yeah, I think it was yesterday. It was announced. Yeah, so uh, the um, preseason trip over to the states. Uh, of course, they, they didn't get to go uh, last uh, summer. So yeah, they're going this summer. And of course, yeah, there is there is one. I see there's a stopping off at your house, Jimmy. Uh, they're stopping off at, in uh, Atlanta as well. And uh, so we played three games over there uh, on Sunday the 23rd of July we play Aston Villa uh, these times are local so it's 7pm Philadelphia time um, then on Wednesday the 26th of July we play Chelsea at 8.15 and that's in, one is in Atlanta so that's the one you'll probably go along to Jimmy and then we are in the 28th of July in New Jersey they play Brighton at 7.30 New Jersey time so Interesting uh, trips. Of course, it's going to make it awkward for us to be able to see them because they'll be really late at night. But uh, I'm sure we will manage somehow. Um, but yeah, a great, a great little uh, trip and it expands our brand as well in, into the US and then tap into that market. And that's where Darren Eels comes in as well and uh, to um, to make it bigger and better. Go back. It's all stopping ground in Atlanta as well. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But yeah, that, that just just uh, picked that up uh, as one of the, the talking points as well, and I saw one or two comments to the chat about. But that's what do you think of uh, the, this trip? I think it's nice to be mentioned in these Premier League tours again. Uh, yeah. It's something that we 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 got used to during the uh, the late entertainer days, and then the Bobby Robson days, and then pretty much non-existent under Mike Ashley and stuff like that. And you know. As Daz just alluded to about, uh, you know, tapping into the US market and commercial side of things, obviously Darren Eels and uh, I, I, can't, I can't remember the, the guy's first name, um, Silverstone, the guy who's the commercial manager. Um, you know, this is the sort of thing that's going to raise the profile, bring extra money into the kitty that's going to help develop the club going forward. Um, so it's stuff like this um, and taking it back over there where, you know, it's been a long time. We were meant to go on a little bit of a pre pre-season two over there um, last season obviously it wasn't a Premier League official summer series it was more just of a mini tour that we we put together ourselves but to actually be playing teams in and around us at the moment obviously not will not include Chelsea in that mix because they're not there they're the lowest ranked team in the summer series which is weird to say uh, it might not be that case when it comes to you know what goes on because I think they're going to have a big summer ahead of them uh, I, I can't see Frank Lampard being there obviously they're going to be doing a, a big interview process for the long-term manager. So, you know, it could be a really high-profile game that if they've got someone like Luis Enrique or Julian Nagelsmann in charge for them, they go to get no... You know, can you imagine, like, the German Eddie Howe going up against Eddie Howe at Atlanta? And uh, that would be an interesting fixture if that was the case. But mm. it's, it's it's really good <clears> to get to do, be able to take the club over to people like Jimmy and Carl, who will be able to... You know, Carl get to see Newcastle games often. Uh, to go and see it over there, and it, it benefits everybody. The fact that you've got three good teams, good calibre, you know, be able to rotate the squad. Uh, the only thing I, I, I didn't like about it was the fact you've got us going from the northeast down to the south to the uh, back up to the northeast. It would have been better to have the Philadelphia and the New Jersey ones together, just to cut down on travel time. I think would have been better for. And that was the only thing I thought was poor about it. But it's it's great to be putting these uh, you know these trips again, sort of thing. So it's. It's all positive going forward, in my opinion, lads. Cool. 
or puts money in the coffers. Um, but yeah, you mentioned about um, Carl as well, and obviously Carl's put in there about um, him and the lads in the two Army Atlanta group. Um, uh, uh, obviously, going to be excited to to see the players and stuff. And um, Carl, if you if you can drop drop the channel a, um, a DM because it'd be great to to speak to you in the build up to that to to get some good idea. Um, to get some footage and, and maybe your, your thoughts nearer the time as you're there live. So um, it'd be great to involve you in that with, with regards to the channel in, in the summer when that's taking place. So um, drop drop us a message and we'll, um, we'll, we can talk to you and, uh, and put some bit together with regards to that. Um, uh, and the same for Jimmy as well, um, of course. But look, it is, it is, it is going to build. The only thing that I had an issue with, and, it's, and I think it's part of a stepping stone, is, that, is really the clubs that are involved. What I would want to see in the future is us doing this sort of thing, but with your Man United, with your Liverpools, with your Real Madrids, with your Barcelonas, because they do that thing in America, but it's all of those top teams. And I would love us to branch off in, into that section. I know we're building and we're not quite there yet, but they're the big money spinners. Um, so it'd be interesting, the fact that it's interesting that Chelsea are in, in the mix for this one, but it'd be interesting to see where those teams are going in the summer, where Real Madrid playing, where are, the, where are Barcelona going, where are Man United or Liverpool going? Are they doing their own thing or are they doing their thing but just somewhere else? Um, that's, what, that's what I'm interested in because, look, eventually we're going to want to be part of the big boys uh, and what they're doing in terms of pre-season. So that'll be our next step, I, I imagine. No, no, it's a good point, Pete. Uh, we'll just have to wait till the Champions League draw, though, to see where, where they end up um, and what, what, where we end up, end up, what group we're in. Things like that, things like that to look forward to. That I'll bring it Just to add on that, actually, and I'll, I'll bring it up because Emicron and Jordan's Down South chat made a really great point because there have been one or two people that have questioned... <clears> um, about you know if we finish fourth, for example, will we miss out a little bit like we would have in 2012 had we finished fourth because Chelsea won the Champions League. Um, but uh, Emeka did a little bit of digging. He put only only top three will qualify if Man United win the Europa and Chelsea win the Champions League. Um, <laughs> uh, um, uh, it says Man you drop out. Um, uh, and man, you drop out of the top four. So there are three eventualities that have to take place in order for us to lose a spot. So mm. the fact that Chelsea are not winning right now, it, it puts us in a good place right now at this to point. Be, I don't think anyone can see us see them getting beat off Real Madrid. To be fair, no, nah. uh, uh, nah. uh, it, it, it looks like it's going to be, <laughs> I think, a comfortable win. Although Real Madrid said that you know. Um, Real Madrid, uh, I think, are the holders from last year, and they're a quality side. I think they'll they'll wipe the floor with Chelsea. But yeah, um, a few were, were a bit worried about that. But there's a few eventualities that have to take place in order for us to miss out. But as we've said, why not? Why not head for top top three? In, in my opinion, yeah. but, so where we are now, exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Um, right. Um, this one came up about a couple of hours before the show that really interested me. And I want to get your thoughts on this because I don't know how real it could be um, or how much of, of a real possibility it could be. Um, but this popped up from Transfer oh, Market. Um, and, and it is a bit of a rumour um, that Newcastle are or have been talking to representatives of Declan Rice about a possibility of a move in the summer. Now, 
Um, it's got on there that his market value is 80, 80 million euros. 24 years old. It's clear that with a year left on his contract, that he's going to leave West Ham in the summer. Um, what do you guys make of this? Like, and how believable is this in your own minds that this could potentially happen in the summer? For me, there could be talks kind of ongoing about possibilities if we get into Champions League. Um, I think Eddie, the first time we played them um, a couple of weeks ago, not not the most recent game, um, Eddie Howe was kind of drooling uh, when they came to to Declan Royce. He, it's clear and obvious that that he likes him and he he, he would he would love him to to turn up at Newcastle. Um, I think there'll be. Like the other clubs you, you talk about in the mix, the likes of Arsenal, maybe a few more. Um, I think Arsenal will will, will have they've been linked to others as well, like like Moise Casado and a few different options as well. Uh, and of course, this the whole talk of Jude Bellingham as well, and Liverpool potentially dropping out of that race. But uh, um, yeah, I, I think it's a possibility if we if we get Champions League football, and I'd I'd pay that that eighty million euro. Uh, for for him as well at twenty four, uh, I think he could be a key player for us uh, for the future. Boys, what are you thinking? Do you think how real do you think this is? This could potentially be. Could it materialise in the summer? In your opinions, I think it's uh, it's relevant and it's it's something that could definitely happen. Um, because I don't know whether you lads remember when obviously we we drew West Ham at St James's Park in the season, um. The 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 reaction that was quite good, and I, I believe he wasn't wasn't there a bit of crack between uh, Kieran Trippier and Declan Rice after the game, um, and they were having a laugh. And there was yeah. a video from the fans, and I think in the Gallagher, where um, I think there was Graham Jones and I think Jason Tindall both went up to him because he was near the East End and put his arm around him, and they were kind of chatting away for a little bit. <laughs> I remember seeing that video circulated. But didn't 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 someone say he also clapped the stadium as well when he was actually going off as well? It wasn't just the West Ham fans. So, you know, he he's got that situation where he knows Newcastle are a phenomenal place to come uh, for his you know for his career, not just you know as a a potential stepping stone. He could be a Newcastle legend going forward. Uh, yes, some people have mentioned you know, he's a London boy. That doesn't necessarily mean anything. You know, some people like to stay in London, but there's other players that's, you know, we could do a Rob Lee. We'll just get Kevin Keegan to give him a call and just say, you know, when we're close to Middlesbrough or something like that. You know John what I mean? John Joe Shelby is the perfect example. He yeah. came from London uh, and he absolutely loved it. He loved being uh, in Newcastle. He found it like perfect for him and his family. So I, I, it's a good point. I wouldn't take any notice that he was Irish a couple of years ago, so you know he can change his mind. <laughs> but no, I, I, I think it'd be it'd be fantastic. But I think what the, what the, you've got to look at though is um, where are Newcastle spending the money though, because there's a lot of high-profile players being linked. And I imagine yes, okay, and we'll get into it again. And we've you know we've got a show lined up for the future on FFP. Uh, you've got to look at where we're going to finish. What commercial stuff's coming in? Obviously, the board knows a lot better than what we will on that sort of stuff. You know, if we get in the Champions League, obviously, how much money is then guaranteed for that and stuff like that? But obviously, you look at it, players like James Madison's being mentioned. Musa um, Diaby keeps getting linked as well. And we're talking like 50, 60 million pound players here. And then you're talking 80 million on Declan Rice. You know, if it wasn't for the, 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 the days of FFP that you're now, and if it was a bit more similar to what it was like when Abramovich came in or when Man City, you know, took over and he didn't have all those restrictions, it might be a possibility. So it all depends on what 
Eddie Howe thinks is the most essential part of the cog, you know, to go going forward now, and then what can be added to later on. Um, but don't get as well, you know, if you had a midfield three of say Joel Linton, Bruno, and Declan Rice, or Willick in the in the mix as well as, as one of the three with Bruno and Declan Rice, it's there's not many better uh, midfield threes than that in the in the Premier League at the minute. Chris, would you, would you, and, and we don't know the budget for the summer, but would you, if it came to it being an eighty million pound deal, would you, would you fork out that money on Declan Rice? Um, yes, I think if if Declan Rice is um, willing to join, which I think he would, um, I, I think I think a lot of people are going to sit back if we if we finish in this top four, and I think there's going to be a hell of a lot of players who are interested in a move to Newcastle more than what people would think. Um, someone in the chat there wrote about Jude Bellingham. You know, Jude Bellingham for me is probably well, he's probably the most exciting talent in Europe. He's probably a little bit out of our reach in terms of money. And also the fact that you know he could basically he could he could turn up at a Real Madrid or a Bayern or someone like that, but yeah. someone like Declan Rice, I suppose the, the the two questions he would ask himself is is this a move in the right direction? Is this a step up? And I think given you're looking at the two clubs at the moment, absolutely it is. He gets to play Champions League football, and what could some people see as a negative, but what could be a positive for us, um, as Richie alluded to earlier with John Joe Shelby, is that you know. Declan Rice, yeah, he could go to Arsenal, he could go to Chelsea, but he's from London, and you know there'll be a lot of um, there'll be a lot of fans, you know, West Ham fans who'll be upset at the fact that he's left. They'll understand why, but they'll be upset. So would it not be better for them to just make a, a fresh start? Would it not be better for them to you know move out of the area and try not, something new? Not just um, that, though, Chris. There's a lot of people here that he's been linked to, like Man United, for example. He's been yeah. linked with Arsenal. They've already got. Similar ilk of players there: Thomas exactly. Party, Casemiro. Exactly. Exactly. You know, you've got Xhaka, Jorginho, and stuff at Arsenal as well. Yeah. You know what I mean? Is he going to be hap- happy to be playing second fiddle to them? Sometimes, if he comes to Newcastle, he's a guaranteed starter every week. Yeah. Well, look at Calvin Phillips. Prime example. He's gone to Man City, fantastic club. He struggles to get a game because he's got fantastic players in front of him. Whereas Eddie Howe. You know, if if uh, Declan Rice has a conversation with the hour, the hour goes. You're my main man in midfield. You're the one. You're the main number six. You're there to protect the defence. Um, it'll free Bruno up. You'll play in the midfield if fit with Bruno Gomeres and either <laughs> Joe Linton, Joe Willock, Sean Longstaff, whoever. But those two will be the first two names on the team sheet. Um, it, so for me, I think, I I think, and uh, we've discussed this in length, haven't we, lads? But I think they, they've probably got a list of players. Well, Eddie Howe's come out, hasn't he, and said they've got a list of players if they get top four. They've got a list of players if they finish in Europe, so, you know, in the Europa League or Conference League. And then they've got a list of players if they finish in, you know, fifth down. And I think, and he, I'm sure he said this before, there's certain players who they will probably scrap all plans if that player becomes available. And I think someone like Declan Rice, that, that's, a, that's a major upgrade, isn't it? Uh, you know, for that position, it's a major upgrade, and I think if if a player like him becomes available, I think they park other ideas to get him in, um, because he, I I think he'd be brilliant for us. I really really do. Um, he he is the future. Great age, Premier League experience. Great age. Great age. Known <laughs> known as a leader, which Eddie Howe wants. He wants a team full of leaders. He's a, he's the captain at West Ham. You know, 
people people sing his praises. Yeah, here's one. Here's one. No, no, boys. No. I know. I always do this. I always do this. Um, if Eddie Howe gets gets put on a plate for him, and he go, you can either have James Madison or you can have Declan Rice. Which one do you think he'd choose? I know which one you'd probably choose, but which one do you think he'd choose? Declan Rice, all day. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Can we put in a twist on that? Because Craig Lee's just put a slight little change to that one. He he says that uh, Bruno should stay as our six. We'd be better off with a Bellingham-type player who's more like Bruno and can do it all. Or the lad from uh, PSV, which is Sanger, I presume he's talking about there. Uh, so who would you go for there if you had a choice between Bellingham and Rice? Would you keep I, I, do you know what I mean? I, I, it's, I, I know it's an interesting comparison because obviously yeah. it depends on which role you're going to have as Bruno. Is, who you know, both the, the the two players were talked about. You can build a team, help build the midfield around for the for the future. Obviously, one of them would be there. Pretty, he, could, he could potentially be there for his whole career. Do you know what I mean? So, it's, I mean, I, if, I, if you were to bring, sorry, I was going to say, if you were to bring, if you said to Bruno, listen, you're we're, we're going to keep you as a number six because we found a perfect number eight. I don't think Bruno, I don't think Bruno would be unhappy with that. I just think that because we we know anyway, don't we that. The midfield's quite fluid as it is. So, you know, the, the players do, you know, swap positions and some will come back, some will push forward and take turns mm-hmm. and stuff like that. I think if you said to Bruno Gomeres, or by the way, we might be getting Jude Bellingham um, or someone of that ilk, um, you know, you may have to play as the number six. Is that okay? I, I think he'd be more than happy with that. But I do think the plan is to go for the more defensive-minded player who will probably be cheaper as well. Um, but sorry, Daz, what were you going to say? No, I was going to actually agree with you, Chris, and uh, what you had said earlier about I think Bellingham will, will be out of our price range uh, this summer. Uh, and and Declan Price, if we get Champions League, would be just about in, in our price range. Um, so that's why I, I don't think Bellingham would be realistic. Now, fast forward a year, you might be able to pick him up then. There's, there's no guarantee that Bellingham will leave this summer. And, yeah. and that's been a murmuring with Bellingham. Uh, recently, is that there's a chance that he may even stay for another year. But Dortmund do this. They did it with Sancho. They did it with Haaland. They'll keep him an extra year if they need to. Now, yeah, I heard they were looking to extend his contract, weren't they? So that would give them better terms as a release clause put into it, like a bit like they did with Haaland. But yeah. they're talking like a release clause of 120 million or something. Well, they've already set the value at 130 this summer. So if anyone wants to buy in this summer, they have to pay 130, which is ultimately why Liverpool have gone, you know what, we're out of the race. Liverpool can't afford him anyway, even if it was next summer. The the price would still be too expensive for them to afford. They'd have to literally spunk their whole transfer budget on him uh, to sign him. Um, and, and I don't think Liverpool would be prepared to do that because they need, they need too many players to, to kind of revamp their team. But um, for me... I think Newcastle want Bruno Gomez as a number eight. I think they want him further forward. I think they want him in his passing range to be further up the pitch. You know, you, you look at the, the, let's say Fulham, for example, those little triangles and connections with Miggy, the little inside passes over the top. He's not always able to do that when his players in number six. He almost has to say to Sean Longstaff, sit behind me, I'm going forward. Or there's that understanding that when he goes forward, someone sits in. But if you've got Bruno Gomez constantly pressing and pushing forward with the ball in those tight little spaces, you've, you've got more chances of scoring goals or big chances being created. So what you need there is is, is a, a bulldozer, basically. Someone that, that can break up play, but someone that can carry the ball and someone that, that's, that, that can link 
the midfield really well. And someone like a Declan Rice would be uh, a really good. And I, I take Alan's Alan's point. Alan Thompson said, you know, he said the only Rice he'll see is his Sunday is in his Sunday what <laughs> Rice pudding or whatever it was. He made a good comment. <laughs> Look, we're only talking hypothetically. We're not saying he's definitely going to come to the club, but the links are there. And they've come out, so we'll discuss it. And he would be a great addition to to Newcastle. Um, do you know? Do you know what though? And I'm not having a go at Alan here at all. But if you think about it, like why wouldn't he? <clears throat> like it's not as if we've we've scraped this <clears throat> top four of us and we're just going to nick it if we get it. It's not as if we don't deserve it, which we do. And not just Declan Rice, but anybody across the leagues are going to be looking at us completely different to well, how they top. would say three seasons ago yeah because they, they, we're only going to get bigger and better that we're, we're in what our second year now of like you know transition mm. in two or three years time when Declan Rice is 26 27 <clears throat> you know we, we could we could surpass the likes of Man United the likes of Liverpool the likes of Arsenal the likes of Chelsea I'm assuming Declan Rice wants to stay in the Premier League and we've already spoken about it <clears throat> the likes of Man City he's not going to go to Man City and I don't think I don't think Man City need him anyway so they wouldn't go for him Man United, he's up against the likes of Casemiro, Eriksen, Sabitzer, if they keep him, McTominay, Fred. He's he's well above McTominay and Fred, but, you know, it's still Fernandez. other players to compete with. Fernandez. Um, Chelsea, can they really afford him? Like, <laughs> the, the spending's got to stop soon. Chris, they've signed yeah, their Fernandez. Fernandez. Yeah, they're, yeah. They're, and yeah. they're giving Kante, um, N'Golo Kante, a new contract. So, like, they're already, they've got Kovacic already there. They're, they're already shutting up shop with their their players in that midfield already, but yeah, is he he going to Tottenham? Is is Tottenham a better position than Newcastle at the moment? Well, exactly. I can't afford him. Is he going? Is he going to? uh, Is he? Is he going to Liverpool? Who again? Yeah, great forward line, but there's something wrong in that team, and Declan Rice isn't going to fix it. He isn't going to go to Chelsea. Have you have you have you you seen Chelsea's midfield three tonight? Mm. Kanti, Kovacic, and Fernandez. To me, they're all the similar similar mould. Yeah, they're the three exactly the three we just mentioned. They're they're, the, they're already in there, and that's before you even get into their backups. They've got the likes of Ruben Loftus Cheek and one or two others that come in. Mason Mount, who potentially could be leaving, potentially could be staying. We don't know. Yeah. Like, he'll be in in the mix as well with players potentially moving in, moving on. I, I don't see it. Is there another team? Was it, did you mention that's Arsenal? Right. Arsenal. Yeah, sorry, Arsenal's the, Arsenal is the top six then, or the old top six. Um, you, you know, you know, you've got uh, you've got Partey, you've got Uzegaard, you've got Xhaka. So, yeah, so, yeah, they've just got Jorginho as well. So it's like, well, once you get rid of those six, where's he going to go? Yeah, and the only way to go, where best to go, is through a club with no ceiling. That's us. Genuinely, the only thing that I think that. And, and this goes for James Madison as well, because obviously there's links with him moving to Tottenham, blah, 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 or the rest of it. The only reason I, I think these players don't come to Newcastle is you've made a really good point, Chris, and you talked about, you know, the fact that where we're going to be in two or three years' time. Um, it's almost like if you go to an Arsenal, if you go to a Man United or a Chelsea or whoever, is it... Because they're the top six, they're almost guaranteed to be in around it every year. And this is what these players want right now. Madison's 26. Rice is, what, 24, 25 years old. Like, they want now the next step to be guaranteed. Great age. Playing. Great age. Uh, but they, they, want be, 
guaranteed to be playing at the top table on a regular yeah. basis. Their yeah. only question mark with Newcastle, the fans, the club, the stadium, the the the, the direction, the project, everything it, you've you've literally just ticked. You've just done a big tick on every one of those things that you've just said, Chris. The only thing is, is that is the guarantee because we're not quite. But we get Champions League, great. Teams in the past have got Champions League, but have not sustained it. That would be probably their only question mark in their mind, as if to say, are they going to be there this time next year? Are they going to do what they did this time next year? Are they going to be at the table again? Are they going to be Champions League again? If they could guarantee that that would be that we would be sitting fourth or third or even better next year, they would sign just like that because of exactly what you just said, Chris. Is that they can actually not just be a bit part like a Calvin Phillips on the bench, Phil Phil Foden play here and there, play three weeks, miss six weeks, play three weeks, miss six weeks. They can actually play week in week out, be a focal point. Of it. And actually, whatever success that team has, they are crucial and constant to that success. The only reason that they wouldn't choose us is because they don't know that we're guaranteed to get it every year yet. We, in our minds, and what we've seen at the club, all four of us on the panel, Mark would agree and everyone else would agree in this chat right now, that we know we're going places. We know we're going to be there every year. But they need to know that we're going to be there. We don't well, want then... to be like Sam that have finished sixth, and seventh, and are now in a relegation battle. We don't believe we're ever going to be that team again, but in their minds, they're thinking, could they? You look at Leicester, win the league, Champions League football, then Europa League, then Conference League, now second from bottom. They're thinking, could they be that team? And I, I don't know I don't know whether that might be the stopping point. I don't know if you guys agree or disagree or whatever. Do you think? Do you think though? I mean, I, I t totally take your point, P, and I, I I agree with what you're saying. But do you, do, you, do you not think that you know because of the ownership that's come in, we're we're not a Leicester and we're not we're yeah. not an Everton or we're not a you know a team that's flirted with the top four and then fell off. You know, a bit like uh, you know Dan was talking about it, wasn't he? Uh, Dan Lawless in terms of West Ham. You know, they were they were in and around the top four European places mm -hmm. last year. But you you look, don't you? And we 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 we're backed pretty heavily. Like if 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 so, if we fell off a cliff now and we finished fifth or sixth, you could guarantee that next year the owners are going to be going well. Bloody hell, we finished above expectations. We fought eighth, seventh, maybe maybe scraping to Europe, but you can guarantee that no matter what what plan there is for the <laughs> summer, we're going to pump money just and it's just going to turn into this big. I don't know. Just, like we we could be one of the p big powerhouses in European football within the next five years, and I, I, I think firmly believe that. I think Chris. I think anyone it based in 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 the Premier League in in England that, that they will know like like the, the likes of Declan Rice will know that Newcastle are going, going places. They'll see the they'll see the owners how how well they're doing and everything else that's coming as well the sponsorship deals, uh, and so on and so forth. The expansion of the stadium and uh, yeah, we are a different beast now. Yeah, and and uh, and uh, everyone, anyone in England will will know that now it's selling. It, you might have to be, do a bit more convincing to 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 a foreign player, let's say that that hasn't that hasn't yeah. it's yeah, not, yeah, not yeah. as yeah. engrossing it, but the likes of Declan Rice can see where the, the only way where we're going is, is up. So it's, it's interesting what you back up there, Daz, because there was a rumor going around that Eddie Howe was as earmarked four Premier League players for the summer window, which so that that sort of falls into the ilk of what you're saying because England players 
or either English-based players or foreign players who play in England at the moment, yeah. um, they know what the Premier League is about and also what Newcastle are now as a project. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. You know, you, you still might have the hard sell of people like Musa Diaby. Um, you know, they might have you know, the people... PSG, I think you've got a, uh, an option potentially to take them back. Do you know what I mean? So, you know, we, might, we could be getting linked with them all day long, but then it's a non-start because man, PSG's come yeah. in, go, that's it, do it, go, not even, not even an option. It's not even an option. It, it's his boy or club. Yeah. Mm, and, yeah. And that's what people forget. It's like, it, we're, we're going, yeah, let's get him in. Let's get him in. Like, we've got the project, we've got this. But he was born and bred on PSG. Like, when they come calling, he's going. It's a yeah, simple it's and, and, and this is why Amusa Diabe, it's a great point that you've, you've made, Richie. Like he, he is the guy that we would need to move us forward in those inside forward positions. But we're going to have to act fast. We're going to have to, we, we, we can't negotiate with Leverkusen. We have to say, how much do you want? 60 million? There you go. Let's get the player on a plane. Let's get him up to Newcastle now. Let's sign the deal. Because if we dilly and dally, which I don't think we are, we're not that type of team anymore. But if we did, and PSG get wind of it, he's going to go. He's going to yeah. go in there. Yeah, and, and, and that's and that's the thing. But I think you, you, you've made a good point because you talked about the English-based players. Most of these foreign players have only seen Newcastle over the last 15 years under Mike Ashley. And then goal, the movie. Bottom, yeah. bottom, bottom, no. <laughs> A lot of the a lot of these players now haven't. It's a lot of the older generation that have that have finished watching, uh, that have finished their playing careers. Watched watched the movie, but like they they look at Newcastle now, and they see us as a relegation team, a team that are kind of going that have been struggling all over the place. Um, you know, bottom half of the table every season. Great atmosphere, great fans, but not quite there. They haven't seen the Newcastle. That we've seen and we've we've experienced under Sir Bobby Robson under Kevin Keegan, they have to watch it on videos or DVDs. It, or it's different. It's different from the Kabai days when we qualified for the Europa League as well, because that was a one season wonder, wasn't it? Really, you yeah. know, it wasn't one where you know it, this this happened under the Kenny Daglish era when he came in after Kevin Keegan. You know, it, I always use the analogy about a, a Formula One racing car. Obviously, the regulations and changing now, that's a different topic. But you used to always have that thing where it's like, if you've got a, a Formula One winning car that wins your championship year and you're in, you fine-tune it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? You, you, you don't dismantle it and start <laughs> again, which, you know, it, it, which that did under Kenny Daglish. He, you know, he, it's a bit like what Dan Ashworth says now. It, it's, you know, when you replace a manager, obviously, I don't think Eddie Howe's going anywhere soon, but... You bring in a manager that suits what Newcastle have then set up from the academy up how they want to play football. Yeah. It's you're not going to be just bringing someone because oh that's Jose Mourinho is free. Let's just bring him in. You're going to you're going to bring like like what Brighton did with Deserby. Not a lot of people had, had heard of him, but he's pulling up trees down at Brighton. And you know that that's the sort of people like if you know Touchwood, Eddie Howe, uh, you know stays for a while. But if he was to go, you want someone of that ilk to come in to replace him. It doesn't need to be the name. It's the person that fits the style of the player that you're going to put going forward. Um, so, you know, we're, we're not like that when we were, when we qualify under Pardew. You know, Ashley didn't then turn and go, oh, look, we've got a position here where, look, let's kick on. Let's, I'll put a bit of money in. I'll speculate to accumulate, which, to be fair, a lot of businessmen obviously should be aware of, which I never understood under Mike Lashley because he's a good businessman. But he never understood that in the football in football terms, if you speculate, you spend some money, 
you'd accumulate them. He always thought, like, well, if I write run a tight ship, it'll run itself, and that's it. You know what I mean? We yeah. could we could have kicked on then. That was the one thing that then you know we got a relegation, got ourselves up to Europa League football, then we worked way back at the relegation again, and then we had to then we got back in the Premier League, but then we just did nothing. You only ever seemed to spend money when we got relegated, which was always the wrong time to spend the money. Yeah. You never, yeah. you know, made us stay there and build on what you had when you got up. And that was that was that was the telling point for me when we didn't kick on when we got went under like Denver Bar and CC uh, and, and Kabai and stuff like that. You got that thing and you just went, Oh, we've got a team that I can make this work. I don't have to spend any money. We've got this fantastic team here. Not thinking that people like they went, obviously Lloyd Remy came in. Oh no, he went off somewhere else. And then Kabai and Art obviously went. And then you had Debushi who went as well. And then the team just got dismantled. And you 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 brought brought like people here in the world, just big part players who couldn't lace at the people's boots that they just left. That was always the problem with that. Whereas now, even for a foreigner based thing, we're in a different position now. We are here where the project is literally just starting. But, you know, as people have been saying in the chat, Newcastle now are like a, what could be classed as a megalodon. We could be as big as we want to be, technically going forward. Do you know what I mean? And the amount of money we can do it sensibly. But the good thing is about FFP is that, is that amortization thing. You know, if we were to go and spend 200, 250 million this window, and I, I know that, that could be a realistic figure, it could be pie in the sky figure. No one knows yet because we don't know where we're going to be standing in the space in eight weeks' time, at the end of May. But, you know, that we could spend that, but we could do what Chelsea have done and like do a Mudrick deal where it's over seven, eight years. And if you've got Declan Rice on an eight-year contract at 80 million, you're only having to cover eight million of that each year. So it all depends on the light length of the contract. If you're buying someone like a Bellingham for 120 million, but you're doing over a four-year contract, you're carrying 30 million per year. Yeah. yeah. It's all about think- how it's all built up together and stuff like that. So sorry, Daz. A megalodon, a, a megalodon is a shark, yeah. It is. Yes, the Meg. Yeah. Just, right. just go right. watch the silly. Just go watch the film, the Meg. That looks better. And, and we are exactly that, guys. We are exactly that. But it goes back to my original point: it's whether these players that we're trying to get in believe that we're that and believe that we can back up. We know we we all know we can back up what we did this season and what we're going to do this season is uh, is secure Champions League football in our minds. We all believe that that's going to happen, and we know that we can back that up and go again under Eddie Howe and, and with this group of players, with improved players. But it's whether these boys that are coming in that we want to entice believe that. Now, if we can get even one of those guys, if we can get a Declan Rice through the door, hell, it, I, I, we'll put it out there. If we were to entice a Jude Bellingham into the club, at, at, at what 20, 21 years old, if we can entice a player like that in, that that sets the motion for everyone in England, but in Europe, that we're not messing around. That is that is then that is then the big that's the big deal. That's the big deal that sets us apart from everybody else. It sets us apart from a West Ham. Sets us apart from a Leicester. Sets us apart from whoever has been challenging or looking like they could potentially disrupt the, the, the that that top six because we've gone out there and we've backed it up by saying, you know what, we're here to stay. We're looking at getting the best players in. 
but it's whether we can convince those guys. If we if we go to those guys, we're going to be back next year, and we're going to be back next year because you're going to take us there along with the rest of these boys. That could potentially sell them the dream. And it's easier when you're doing that with English-based players for the reasons that you and Chris have just said, is that they know the, they know the country because they're playing it every week. They know the stadium because they're playing it every season. They know the fan base. They know everything about the club. And it makes sense. So it's easier to attract those type of players in. So I'm not saying it can't be done. But I'm just saying that might be the kicker. That's why these players tend to, like a Calvin Phillips, we probably could have signed him in the summer. But he ends up going to Man City. Why? Because he knows there's a guarantee. Jack Grealish no, goes to Man City. Why? Because he knows there's a guarantee. He knows he can't win anything with Villa. But he goes to Man City because he knows, I'll definitely win a league. I might even win a couple of cups. But if I win the Champions League, that puts me on a different stratosphere in terms of how people perceive me as a player. And he knows there's a guarantee. Calvin Phillips goes for the same reason. Might not play every week, but he won't give a fuck once he's got that medal around his waist or around his neck, sorry. (laughs) I'm talking wrestling right now. I'm talking talking the strap. Uh, But actually... but but Look look at what it is for his England career, Pete. Calvin Phillips didn't play a minute of football for City. Straight in the England team. Exactly, he, he, he can't he can't do anything wrong. Phil Foden barely kicks a ball, gets in every England squad, no problem whatsoever. You know, John Stones the same can be injured for six months, comes back, plays two minutes in the England squad for a, for a major competition. You go through all the other other players, other teams. Luke Shaw playing that well this season could quite have even been overlooked for Dan Byrne and one or two others last season because he was outperforming him. You know what I mean? But because he's a guarantee, because he plays at Man United, that's the difference. You know, will that start to be the difference with Newcastle? This is why Champions League is so key. Because, like you've said, Pete, if, if we if we go in the Champions League next week, it was weird. I was watching Champions League last night. I watched the uh, the Bayern game, yeah. uh, Bayern City game. And I was thinking, bloody hell, this could be us next season. But if, yeah. we go to, if we go and play in that Champions League next season, and we do all right. Say we, I don't know. Say we get to the last sixteen or the quarters. God forbid. Other players around Europe then start going. Oh, Newcastle want me. Oh, Newcastle win the Champions League. Then it all starts. It all starts cottoning on snowball effect. Yeah, yeah. People start noticing and going. Oh, bloody hell! You know, but they got the quarters this time, and they've just signed him, and they're going <laughs> to buy him as well. I want to be a part of that. This is just this is just the beginning of it. This it, is why it's Champions why everyone be. says we're ahead of the project. Realistically. Yeah. Uh, Project-wise, we you know Europa League would probably suit us best as yeah. for the build purpose of going forward because obviously you get your your commercial stuff open and you 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 can bring other players in that you possibly shouldn't be looking at. But we are, we're in a position now where we can we can come third in the table the way things are at the moment. We can get Champions and. The good thing is we've got the owners who'll turn around and say, "Look, we're in this position now. Let's go and do it. We can, you know, make the money up elsewhere through the commercial stuff because if we get in that Champions League, we'll turn around and say, "Oh, look, we can get more for our shirt sponsor because we're, you know, they're getting their bet- better coverage on TV screens over, you know, the be- they're in the best competition in Europe. Well, is it the best club competition in the world? Probably. Yeah. You know what I mean? So." That's going to be beamed all the way around the world, and you know, with with the way Saudi Arabia have got going with the uh, project twenty thirty, 
And if Newcastle, which is meant to be going along the lines that they think they're going to get like a Saudi Airlines potentially as a shirt sponsor, you know, Saudi will happily pay whatever the, the going rate is for the front shirt sponsor for the next 10 years. Do you know what I mean? So, for the Champions League team. Yeah. Exactly. exactly. I, I agree with what you're saying, Mitch, because like, <clears throat> not that anybody would prefer Europa League or Europa Conference. Not not saying that, and we obviously we want Champions League, and you know you you want to take as much as you can possibly get. But I, I do take your point that if we were if we if we qualified for the Europa League and then made you know two, three, four, five signings off the back of that, you'd probably find, and maybe I'm talking out of turn here, but you'd probably find we're one of the favourites for the Europa League. Whereas if we oh, go into the Champions yeah. League, I think. We're, we're, you know, um, small fish in a big pond because we haven't got that depth of squad. We're probably two or three seasons away from having a team that is going to be, you know, kind of up there in the Champions League levels. But, you know, if we were if we were in the Europa League next season and we managed to sign a few players off the back of that, most I think most people would be looking at it and thinking, yeah, New, Newcastle, Newcastle. I think a lot of Newcastle players, I think New, a lot of Newcastle fans, if, if we got Champions League football... Would be happy to finish third in the group because at the end, what you've got to remember is our UEFA coefficient number now, we don't have one because obviously it's been that long since we've qualified for Europe. So wherever we go in that group, we're going to be in the, seat, the fourth seed in the group, each group. So obviously, it depends on who you're going to get. If you can get third, obviously, get first or second, fantastically, you mean you get go further the, the, the knockout out. But if you go third, you drop into the Europa League, which, as you're just saying, you know, Chris. Could our could our squad pretty much, you know, go on and win the Europa League? Which then obviously you know the prize for that is obviously a trophy and you get a Champions League the following year. So it, it well look who West Ham have got to play now to to win the is it the conference they're in? Look who they've got to beat to win the conference. Link. Again. Ghent, sorry, Ghent. The Ghent, like, and then in the, I think I think that in the final after that or in the semi-finals they've got to play either Fiorentina or Nice. Like they're the only teams that could potentially stop them from winning the Europa Conference. But you've yeah. got to remember, in their first season in the Europa League, they got to the semi finals. Yeah. I think it was, is it Freiburg or Frankfurt, one of the two teams? Frankfurt. Yeah, we're Rangers in the final as well. Rangers got to the final, didn't they? Yeah, we put it as a, but, but the difference is, the difference is, is that you get a guaranteed 50 million. For playing in the Champions League, yeah, yeah, guaranteed. That's not talking about um, uh, finances and gates. You know, we'll get what two, two and a half million per home game just for playing in the Champions League. That's not included in the fifty million that you get. That that sort of money is what Tottenham are desperate for. They're clawing for it right now because they need it. Liverpool can't sign a Jude Bellingham because they don't have that money because they won't get the Champions League money. You know, this is the difference. This yeah. is why these teams, Chelsea, will struggle. <clears throat> will spend a load of shitload of money, but they won't be able to go as hard this summer as what they could have because they don't have that sort of money. But for me, Champions League's the the way to go because of the oh, money yeah. that we generate yeah. off the back. Yeah. And, and let's not forget Leicester's first season in Champions League. They ended up getting to the quarterfinals. Why? It's because they were the they were the untapped resource. They were the new team that nobody knew how to play against in Europe. Yeah. In Europe, we go in there and we we get through into the knockout phases. Nobody's seen what what Saint James is like on our Champions League mm -hmm. night. Nobody's seen war flags in Europe before. Nobody knows what Newcastle's like, and <coughs> that can be an intimidating place. 
a, a massively intimidating place. You throw Europe on top of it, you've got a monster there. And you we can never, ever discard what the fan base and the 12th man uh, allows us to do on a Champions League night or a European night. It, it, it can, cannot be... Uh, with, 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 uh, cannot be questioned. And um, just to add as well, sorry, Daz, dead quick, just to add to that, Pete, we've not got there, and some people may find this disrespectful, but we've not got there through, like, um, you know, I would say our ability or our technical ability or the fact that, you know, we, we outplay teams. We've not got there through that. We've got there through effort <clears throat> and work rate and, you know, busting a goat and giving 110% over 93, 94 minutes every single game. And then, it, so if you, if you, you know, get, you know, like a, a Real Madrid or a Barcelona or a Bayern Munich or whatever, yeah, if, if you went up against them head to head and you tried to technically beat them, we'd be, we'd probably really struggle. But, you know, like you look at our press, you look at how we perform and our, how we outrun every team that we play. They won't be used to coming up against teams like that. You forget this as well. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The dark exactly. arts. Yeah, the dark arts. Um, well, before, before we move on and we get too, too carried away, remember we are small fish in a big pond. And I'm not talking about Newcastle. I'm talking about Loaded because make sure you hit that like and subscribe button. Uh, if you're new to the channel, make sure you hit subscribe. If you're uh, any show you, you see us on, hit that like button. It'll, it'll help us move us towards Europe ourselves and towards Champions League and all, all bigger and better things. Uh, so yeah, just, just a reminder to, to do that. Uh, and uh, it, it's greatly helped us out. And Chris, I have a question for you. What is that green thing beside you? I knew you were going to ask this. So um, for Christmas, someone wanted these peas in a pod. So she's got this pod, and these are this is one of the peas. I should, I should keep that there. This will be this will be me when we get three points at Villa Park. I like it. One hour football, clip it. We know where it's just okay. Okay. Well, that, um, cool. Uh, where are we going next? So is there a few more questions? Uh, we're, as we're getting to the one hour 45 minute mark for the show, I just, I just wanted to ask. We, we obviously spoke a hell of a lot about rice and then <laughs> went into Europe and Champions League football, which is a great discussion, by the way. I really enjoyed it, and it's great to get people's opinions on this, including oh, red card. Who for who? Pen Chilwell. He's just he's just pulled. I think he pulled oh. Rodrigo's arm. Um, he, yeah, was, he looked like he was last man. He's just pulled pulled Rodrigo down straight red. Uh, Fifty eight minutes gone, and Real Madrid have got a dangerous free kick on the edge of the box. Let me just see. Yeah, Rodrigo's gone. Cucavella's chasing him. Ben Chilwell comes over, pulls his arm. He just pulls his arm. Uh, yeah, it's 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 a straight red. So Chelsea now down to ten men. I, I should I should feel bad about this because. Um, we do want the English teams to do well because um, with the coefficient, uh, there is an opportunity for England in the next two years to have five teams that qualify for the Champions League. Um, and so it could be the top five that qualify for the Champions League. So we do want the English teams to do well, but I'd more than I'd be more than happy for Man City to win the Champions League that allows that for us, that <laughs> allows us to get into the Champions League on a more regular basis because we are very close. Um, there is there is talks about that coefficient allowing a fifth team into the Champions League. It has been discussed over the last six months or so. Um, but I think over the next two years, I think if, if English teams are doing well across the board, 
it will allow. So, and and equally, that will mean top eight could get European football, like yeah. genuinely every every single season. So, yeah. Um, yeah, but but yeah, but fuck Chelsea tonight. Um, uh, going on <laughs> to <laughs> sorry, going on to uh, Chris. I'll come to you with this one because it's coming from your neck of the woods. Um, yeah. uh, Ollie um, from the, the NUFC blog um, has wrote a piece today. Um, along with along with Sasha saying that there's interest in um, Amadou Onana, and he actually says, and the comment is slightly in the way. Daryl knew we were going to discuss this, so he was straight in with the comment. Um, he actually says that Onana says that <clears throat> he loves the Newcastle project um, <laughs> as Newcastle plot a move for, for powerhouse. So if uh... Rice doesn't come a, come about, would you take Onana? As potentially that that number six. Do you know what? Um, like, it, oh, I'll have to I'll have to rewind this back for Arcal. Like, Arcalum absolutely adores Onana. Like, he thinks he's the best thing to slice bread. Keeps telling me how he's one of the best midfielders in in the Premier League. Just absolutely loves him. And obviously, I, I'll be going to Goodison Park in the next couple of weeks, so I look forward to uh, to watching uh, watching him more closely. But now, uh, I. Do you know my only problem with him is, for me, what I've seen of him, he looks well, and he actually play his, his shirt number is number eight. Um, he, he actually plays as a number eight, so I I don't know whether he would be that number six that we'd need. I don't think he's that sitting midfielder. I think he's <laughs> a box to box, gets up and down. Um, he looks he's big. More, he's more like our Joel Linton comparison, isn't yeah. he? Type thing. Yeah, box I was I was a Grievich. Yeah, that's a really good shout. Yeah, he's 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 a big strong lad. Gets about the pitch well. He's had a lot of interest in him. Um, he's had a, he's had a good first season. Um, and no wonder he loves the project. Who doesn't love the project? That's what I'd be asking. Every, I, I te- you know, sorry, tell you one thing about him, Chris. He's only twenty one. Great age. Great age. Yeah, I mean, it, it, you know, he ticks a lot of boxes. Uh, I just don't know whether he's that number six that we'd need. Um, and also, the big thing for me as well is. I'm pretty sure Everton paid about 35 million for them. Now, I would imagine they're going to want 50 plus for them. And if you offered me Declan Meister for 80 or him for 60, I'd, I'd, I'd be picking Declan Meister every day. Um, but I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I wouldn't be opposed to it. And if Eddie Al wants them, great. Um, like whenever I've seen him, he looks he looks pretty decent. But I, I, I don't think he's that number six we need. The song is already sorted for him anyway. I see it from the chat. Oh, yeah, it, that's it. Was, yeah. It, was, it was played the day he walked into the trading ground yeah, by one yeah, of the, the teammates. They've developed it now. It's, oh, na na, gone again. That's, that's what they all sing. Yeah, um, Callum sings it regularly to me. Um, so, yeah, it's that play on uh, it's that play on that Rihanna song. But, yeah, um, they all love him. They all think he's brilliant. But, I don't know. Uh, for, that, for that price, I'm not sure. Interesting, interesting. Right, um, there are um, just just a quick quick fire responses on 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 this one. Uh, this name has come about again um, after some links and a number of shows that we put together uh, <laughs> with a certain player, and it's this man, Zhao. Uh, yes, um, yes. Links have come about and actually saying that Newcastle would look to pay around thirty million euros to get their man. 
um, as Fabrizio Romano said he was going to be, but it never materialised. Boys, would you take João Pedro in the summer? Yes or no? Quick reasons why. It is it, yes for me. I think he's a good player. I've, I've kind of continued to watch him. I know he had a bit of an injury for a while. There was talk recently that he was uh, travelled over to Milan. Milan were, t- were looking at him as well. Um, I read somewhere, but uh, yeah, no. If, if Eddie House still likes him and wants wants uh, him as an option, I think he'd be a good squad player first. And he, and he, he has to be a great age. Great age, Richie. It's what it's, it's that conversation we had at the start of the season. Does it strengthen the squad? Yes. Then that's a no-brainer. He's a fantastic player. It gives us something different to what we've got uh, up front at the moment. Another different option. Um, we could we're going to be fighting on what four competition fronts next year, so we need to have quality on the bench and stuff like that. So for me, that's a no-brainer. Chris. Million percent. Um, I've been really impressed with him. I've been following him a little bit um, the past few weeks because I've noticed that he's been doing quite well for Watford. Um, mm-hmm. You remember, Pete, when we had the Watford lads on, do not scratch your eyes, and uh, they were waxing with Liverpool over him, saying how brilliant yeah. he was. And to be fair, that move's fell through for him, um, which I'm sure was a big disappointment to him. But look look how he's reacted. He's got his head down. Yeah. And he's he's doing his best for Watford. You know, he could have just disappeared off the face of the earth. Now, whenever you talk about Watford, um, Ismail Assar barely gets a mention. It's all João <laughs> Pedro. Um, as Daz has already said, great age, £30 million. It's not a ridiculous sum of money, is it? And you know, Chris was I, was he was he made Watford captain this year as yeah, well? Yeah, he's captain. Yeah, he's captain. He's captain. And, and they, they look like they're not getting 22. promoted either. No, no, no yeah. They're yeah. not in the they're not in the playoff positions. I think that's where they'll get our best playoffs the best. Yeah. And he's he, and correct me if I'm wrong, but isn't he like a, a winger come striker? So he's someone who's he he plays wide, but right? he drifts in. Yeah. Yeah. I he, he, I think he I think he'd be perfect. I'm just just quickly he, checking now. He scored uh, goals coming off the left. He scored goals coming off yeah. the right. He scored goals coming in the centre. He can play all those positions. And look, we 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 were actually lyrical about him. And, and so, like you said, uh, do not scratch your eyes. Talked about it really positively as well because yeah, yeah, yeah. he did have moments. He didn't have he didn't have the numbers. And this is where a lot of Newcastle fans, particularly some in the chat at the time, were questioning the move because he didn't quite have the numbers that. I suppose we were looking for because you look at his numbers and they were quite low in the Premier League. But um, you know he's put he's put decent numbers together in the Championship. Maybe not not what you would expect him to have in the Championship. You know when you look at some of the other players that have kind of uh, uh, eclipsed him um, at the top of the Championship this season. But you can't deny the ability and everything for twenty one. Have said in, 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 from from the um, do not scratch your eyes. You can see in his ability, um, but it, it's a case of you know. My question to you, just before we move on, is is thirty million justified for a player that's in the championship and not hitting those numbers that maybe we're looking for, particularly if we're playing Champions League football. Yeah, well, there's one thing there with Watford that everyone knows. They change their manager every six weeks. So how can he get any kind of consistency uh, play, play, playing for them? <laughs> Again, yeah, apparently Wilder's going to be sacked any time now, and he's only been in, he's only been in, he's only been employed 36 days. Apparently, they're going to sack him, and they're getting and they're getting an Italian manager to come in and replace him. So that's, that's five true. weeks. <laughs> Jesus, it's crazy. You've been looking at the end of the season, then. 
Yeah, it's crazy. I, 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 I see what you mean, Pete. I think, I think he'd be buying his potential, though. I think. Yeah. Um, I, I take your point. You know, he's only done it in the championship, not so great at Premier League level. But the fact that I think someone in the chat then said he's just turned 22. Um, you know, it's all looking good. And again, going back to that leadership point, you know, he's been made captain. And he's he's really standing up and really you know performing well for Watford and Watford's are six points off the playoffs. There's only five six games to go, so they're probably not going to make it. But um, I'd certainly go for someone like João Pedro over um, great age, great age. <laughs> over there, yeah, he, he's twenty. He's twenty one. He's thirty. Is twenty six September. So he's a while to go yet. Before he hits twenty two. Yeah, yeah, I send him a birthday card. Yeah, you know what the, the interesting thing about Pedro is, though, Pete, is you know well, obviously we we had a great uh, a deal agreed with Watford last year. Then obviously he went on to sign a, a new contract with Watford. It wouldn't surprise me that Joe Pedro said, "I'll not sign a contract unless if Newcastle to come back in with me in the next twelve months." It goes exactly for what the deal was agreed last year. If it's not Newcastle, then it's it's a minimum of whatever to somebody else. I think that's the only way he would have signed that new deal last year. Yeah, there'll be a clause in there. It's got to be. Got to be. See that is message in the private. <laughs> yeah, I said, what I said was, I take my age and think seriously. Great age, great age. Uh, hey, if, if they're gonna get rid of Soccer AM, let's, be <laughs> let's, keep, let's keep the good times rolling. Um, right, boys, um, I know there's some great questions in the chat. We're gonna whip through one or two. Do you want to go through them now for you, Pete? Do you? Oh, no, just before that, I want to All throw right. some players out. These are some free transfer players I'm going to throw <laughs> to you. And I just want to, I just want um, a question of would you take this player? Okay, so Daz, I'm going to come to you first. Um, hold on, what have I done there? I've just moved him by accident. So I apologize. <laughs> um, Marcus Turan, would you take him? Yes or no? Yes. Okay. Excellent, Marcus Turan. Um, Richie, interesting one. Rabiao. No. Would you take him? Yes or no? No. Any reason why? Uh, apparently, he's a bit of a prima donna and he's, uh, he's agents, his mother, who's even worse. Right. Don't show the credit. Yeah. Apparently, he's a prick. Just, 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 just say, yeah, he's a prima donna. But if yeah. you want to call him a prick, you can call him a prick. <laughs> yeah, I, I, yeah, I'm, I'm going to say exactly that because he is apparently a prick. But um, but yeah, uh, absolutely spot on. Um, Chris, another one for you, Yuri Tillemans. Yes or no? Oh, I thought this was a quick section. Uh, sorry, sorry. Um, do you know what? I'm gonna maybe surprise few people here. I'm gonna say no. Okay. Any reason why? I don't think he's got the legs for an Eddie midfield. That's my only concern about him. I don't know if he's got the pace and penetration. I, I worry. I worry that he's not. He's not dynamic enough. That's why we're looking at the likes of Scott McTominay because he's just got a massive engine on him. And I think I don't know whether Jordi Tillmans is that type of player. That's my short response to that. And his wages would be silly. Okay. Yeah. Spot on. No problem at all. Right. Um, another one. Daz, I'll come back to you. Um, Roberto Firmino. Not a great age. 31. Um, uh, <laughs> look, he's a, great, he's a good player, yeah. Um, I don't know... Uh, 
look, he's not he's not getting good game time at Liverpool. He would be a squad player. Uh, I no, I'm gonna say no because his wages I and mean, he'd impact someone else as well. And what well, uh, what else we could do? Um, so I'm gonna say no. He's not. He's not what I'd like to see coming to Newcastle. Champions League experience? No. 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 I know. I, I'm. I'm. Uh, it will. It'll split people's uh, opinions. This one. But I'm gonna say no. For for me, I, 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 if I was manager of Newcastle, I wouldn't bring him in. I'd go for someone younger. You got a, a firm for me, no. From <laughs> <laughs> Kenty as well. Um, uh, same for Craig Lee. So no, I don't think you're you're in the no. in, in the wrong market there. Uh, Richie, I'll come back to you, and I will throw you Alex Grimaldo, left back from Benfica. It's a, a no-brainer. That complete yes. <laughs> Um, any reasons why? Quality. Champions League experience, as you said again. Yep. He's the the type of attacking fullback that you'd want on that on that other side to trip here. No brainer. Okay, no, spot on. Uh Chris, throw you um a left field, literally. Oh. Zaha. Uh no because of age, and I think he's a bit of a dick. <laughs> love it love it um, oh yeah. boys 2-0 oh 2-0 Asensio happy days Asensio the Barcelona the, the, the newly signed Barcelona player Asensio apparently what has he joined Barca apparently he's agreed a deal to join Barca wow. on a few channels, but, uh, in the summer who are they letting, letting go to so they can, uh, they can get him in yeah yeah, yeah. Exactly. Uh, maybe we'll benefit from that. Uh, Frank Cassie. Get Frank Cassie coming to Newcastle. Why not? Rafinha. You're older. To be fair, Rafinha. Um, why not both? Why not? <laughs> Experience. Bring them both in. How, how old are they? How old is Rafinha? Great ages. 26, yeah. 26. Yeah. Frank Cassie. I think the same age. Great. I'm gonna check this one. Well. Um, is 26. Kessie. Um, okay, um, last couple, really, really quickly for you boys. Um, 26. Gungadun, uh from Man City oh. on a free transfer. Would you take? He's 32. He's, he's 32. Not a great age. Um, look, okay. he almost popped. He always pops up and scores for Man City, but no, I wouldn't take him. I think, you know, wages and stuff again. He, he's a decent player, don't get me wrong. 32, though, no, no, move on. Someone someone we can build around. But I I put him in the, the Firmino bracket. Okay. Um, any of you boys, Chris? Rich? I, 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 would, I, would t- I would take Gundogan over Firmino. Yes, okay. agree, agree. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, Gundogan. Um, Gundogan's. A, I think you've got to make an exception for someone like him purely because of all that experience he's got, and a, a, like technically he is brilliant. Um, not all leadership as well. But, yeah, Cut, yeah Man City yeah. captain as well. Yeah. If, he, if he, imagine he, him in the middle with Bruno. Yeah. Oof. He does like a bit of football manager. He's in that video for the football manager. Um, he could be swearing me. Yeah, go on. Move, move on. Last one. Top um, top uh, Ivan Indica. Um, 
left centre back from uh, Frankfurt. Uh, would you take him? I think he's I think he's twenty three at this point. Twenty three. Yeah, twenty three. Yeah, twenty three. Um, again, I'll open it up to up, up to you boys. Would you take him? He's did you say was, was, it, was it Evan and Dick? Was it Evan and Dick? Did you say? Yeah, that's all right. I know. He, I know. We look. We talked about him last summer. Um, yeah. Obviously, as a potential, or maybe even been eighteen months ago during the first lot of three lot of transfer shows, and it was. We all we looked at him, and, and I know that Sean Casey, this is one of the name at Newcastle, was we monitoring. I would say yes. However, I don't think a left centre back is a priority, and that's mm. the only reason why I don't think Newcastle would be going. I think the right centre back is a much bigger priority because behind Botman, you've got Burn in there. Yeah. If I was to say to you, he can play right side centre back though, would that change things? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I know he's predominantly a left centre back. Do you know what yes, I mean? But it's yes, <clears throat> yeah. I think it, I think because he's on a free as well, that probably sets it set, makes a difference, doesn't it? Because I can't and, see him wanting two hundred grand a week. So if you brought him on a free and say you got him on eighty, ninety, hundred grand a week, he, he he improves squad depth, doesn't he? We we got him, we get him on a free from Germany, and he's only twenty three. No brainer, really. <laughs> New song there, does there? There you go. There we go. Uh, that was the that was a free transfer round. Uh, done like this yeah, this isn't a quiz, is it? What's that? <laughs> this isn't a quiz. An informal it's, quiz. It's, yeah, no, Jimmy, okay, okay. If I don't see a quiz again, I'll be more than happy that we're like that. <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm scared about Christmas. Um, I'm scared about being asked about Rudolph and all the rain. <laughs> I still have no idea. <laughs> Uh, mistletoe, yeah, that was it, wasn't it? <laughs> Rich, me and you will have to combine for the Christmas quiz, mate. I, I don't think again. Daz wants to be anywhere near it, mate. No, I'd be on hard list. I'd be on hard list that time. <laughs> oh. what, what questions have we got? I think we've got a few questions. The, the, it's all, do you know what, lad? It's, it's more light-hearted stuff that's in here. Um, the first one I wanted to go to first was a good one from PDK. Uh, he says, uh, with most of the big six teams... Um, have a hundred having a hundred million pound player in their squad. How long will it be before we do? And who do you think it could be? I don't think we'll have one this summer. Uh, in um, potentially the, the following summer, but um, and I have no idea who it could be. Rice would be the nearest to it, I think. We would have one in Bruno Gomez. We do, we do. Yeah. We didn't pay that, but we do. That's for bottom. Yeah, yeah, both of them. I, I wouldn't. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't sell either Isaac, player. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, 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 I would think Isaac is probably around. Uh, maybe I'm. Maybe I'm doing him a disservice here. Tell me if I'm wrong. I, I'd put. I'd put Isaac around the money that that Liverpool paid for Darwin Nunes. I would put him around that sort of figure right now. But I would say Sven Botman, with his age, great age. Potential and what he's done this season, and and Bruno Gomez, I put them both. I wouldn't sell. I wouldn't sell either, but I would say if you were going to have to sell them, you're not selling for for less than 100 million. No, you're not. We're, no. we're going to have to do a show and just the title will be Great Age and just like bring Great up. Age. Dad, there we go. You're on to a winner. That's good. <laughs> That's good. <done. laughs> Do you know, what? I think uh, the only one that's potentially out there who I think who 
would be there or thereabouts that money. I don't know if, whether it would break the 100 million mark, though, that we could seriously possibly be interested in because I don't think Bell, I don't think uh, Rice goes for it that much. I think you're probably looking at anywhere between 70 and 80 realistically for him. I don't think we get Bellingham, even though I think he'd be fantastic for the project. I just don't think, I think it's beyond us this year. You're probably looking the season after. Then obviously you've got to look at where play, you know, obviously where everyone else in the Premier League and Liverpool are for that one. Um, Victor Osserman is a potential. Uh, and we know what Napoli are like. They can be a bit of a bugger when playing hard, like a hard ball. So <sighs> that is a possibility. But for, for him, though, I, I think he might get him just under 100 million. Um, but the other question is, though, that you know, the, the feedback that we keep getting off Dan Ashworth and stuff, it wouldn't surprise me if we never spend 100 million. Mm, no. Yeah. No. Until we spend it on KK from Napoli, now that you mentioned Napoli. Who, who, who would you boys rather? Who would you rather <clears throat> spend a hundred million on? Um, Victor Ossiman or Kravatskilia? Or Kravatskilia is the right one. Tough one. Who would I'll, you rather I'll... spend your money on? If you had a hundred million to spend, you could guarantee that you could buy one of them. Ossiman or Skram- uh, Kravatskilia? KK. Who would you sign? KK. Who would go KK? KK. KK. I think he brings. I I think we've got our Ozerman in <clears throat> Isa. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Me too. Richie. Richie. It's an interesting one. My only concern about KK at the moment is, um, <clears throat> he's been at Napoli for less than a season. Yeah. Uh, Ozerman's yeah. done it for a bit longer, and you yeah. know you you're definitely getting that quality over a you know. A substantial period of time he's shown it. You know, he showed it from when he was at Marseille before he went to Napoli. Um, my concern with KK is if Osman goes like there's, there's rumours he's going to be, um, and yes, the, the guy's Spalletti's done a fantastic job at Napoli uh, with what he's put together as that squad. Because apart from those two, there's not many out and out fantastic world class players in that squad. Is this going to be a, a one season wonder for that squad? Um, and is KK going to be in that mould as well with not having he hasn't looked the same with Osman being out the last few weeks with a thigh injury yeah. so is he going to be like that next season obviously if he came to Newcastle though he's going to have a lot of quality around him so it's it's, a, it's an interesting one that's the only doubt I would have on, on KK they're losing at the moment against AC doubt uh, 10 men as well in the Champions cool. League yeah yeah um, Natalie uh, and, yeah and Grissia, um, uh who was at Fulham uh, he looks, he looks a great player, him. Really good player when he was a Fulham. Yeah. Who would you take, please? Oh, I would have loved him. Um, for me, I I don't believe if we had an option to sign him, I don't believe we could turn down signing Victor Ossiman. I just think he's a generational talent. I think he is, and I and I genuinely believe that a lot of Big clubs don't realise how good he is. I think he's I think he's phenomenal. Napoli aren't the same team without him. No. They're the reason why he is where he, where they are right now. And the fact that he's not playing and he hasn't been is it tells you everything you need to know. Napoli will go back to being what they were before, even with KK in the team, when Osimhen moves on. Uh, and I just I just the interesting thing is about it, right? They've, they've played AC Milan twice in the last couple of weeks, right? And AC Milan have been bog standard average this year. And 
both times. Well, yes, they're beating them now and they're beating them the week. Right, bear in mind how much Napoli have blitzed uh, Serie A this year. I think they're about, was it 18 points clear they are or something now? But both since both games with AC Milan, Osman hasn't played and Napoli have been bang average. Mm. Victor, like I said, Victor Osman. Um, like, for example, Man United have been linked with Victor Osman. They're prioritising Kane, blah, 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 blah. I get it because he's an English player, he's an England captain. But Victor Osman is 23 years old. He's got it's superb age for what he's doing because he could literally light up the stage. Ideally, I'd want both of them. I want both of them because together they would just ruin, what, like ruin whatever league they were in. But for me, uh, Victor Osimhen is a generational talent, and I just think he is. He's a guy that if you have a chance to sign, you don't you don't take it. You, you don't miss out. You don't miss out on it. Um, so I'm only I'm, I'm going with him slightly, but I, I get why KK and and Daz I, I know why you love him because honestly he is he's a superb player. Yeah, no, I only started. He only just caught my attention. Yeah, he only caught my attention when I, when I started looking at uh, Mudrick, and then I was looking for alternatives to Mudrick, and that's where I came across him and and uh, took it from there. Then he was got more and more and more popular after that. But um, yeah, well, where are we going next? Are we going for another question or two? Just, and just, a, just a couple of light-hearted ones, and it's mainly around uh, this that we talked about earlier on. Uh, if you know, we had a fantastic donation of unit uh, earlier on. Um, you know, we really, really appreciate that. Um, I think it was a, it was a hundred pounds. I think was the uh, amount of Ian McKenna uh, where he said to sit us in the pod. You know, as, as, as Pete mentioned earlier on, um, we we are getting together for a charity football game for Gateshead Food Bank uh, the weekend. We're all up here, um, and you know, as he said, you know, times are hard, uh, and unfortunately, there's people in worse uh, situations than what we're we're all in at the moment as well. And having to use food banks just to feed their families and stuff like that. So, you know, if you're able to spare, you know, a pound, you know, 50 pence even, it all adds up at the end of the day. And um, just do anything that you, as little as you can, just give us a help out. I appreciate to, you know, we're, we're doing this for your benefit. Uh, for this, it's a good entertainment. You can have a, you'll probably have a fantastic laugh if, the, if we stream it out or you get to come watch it in person. Uh, you might be surprised. You might, and it goes on to one of the next questions as well. Uh, uh, which is people want to know, don't know why, like they want to know, um, did we ever play football ourselves? What positions we played ourselves as well? So, you know, come on, have a good laugh. Pete, we'll start with you on that one because this is obviously all comes into the charity football match. Yeah, I'll, I'll be honest. Um, I was very, very lucky um, to play and be scouted for Sheffield United when I was a, when I was a teenager. Well, I say teenager, I was 10 when I was picked up from them. I was there until 15. Um, not not boring you with a story, but it was only due to family circumstances why I wasn't offered um, uh, a longer contract, really. Um, Travelling to Sheffield every week. My mum just simply couldn't, couldn't afford it. Um, we used to travel every, every week to, to go up there and petrol and all the rest of it, finances, wasn't possible. So I had to stop playing for them, which was uh, something, uh, a little bit of a regret, but it was a family circumstance that I couldn't control. Um, but I loved my time there, loved it, great club, got to play in Bramwell Lane and, and very, various other grounds and, and, and places um, against some fantastic teams. 
um, like so Man United, Chelsea, West Ham, you, you name it. Was very lucky. Played semi-pro for a little bit until I, uh, until my back messed up, um, stress factor, um, and then just played local football and then managing a little bit like what Richie does. Richie coaches in, in Newcastle. I did a little bit of coaching, Sunday league football for a little bit and then... Retired because I put all my all my time into into these boys in in, in loaded, which is um, uh, something that I, I'm really uh, really passionate about. So that that's me. And what position did you play, Pete? I, I just love to score goals, man. I just love to score goals. <laughs> always always a striker, always a striker. But however, whenever I used to play six aside, I used to play at the back. I always used to play at the back. I don't know why. <clears throat> Maybe because you just get on the ball more. Um, you're able to bring the ball out of defence more. But um, Which is why I said to you boys in the chat the other day, I said, just, I'll play anyway. It don't matter. Um, I, yeah. I'm, just, I'm just glad Daz isn't picking the team with his squad uh, suggestions. Yes, or was it was it Mark that said we were playing 1-0-5? One, one, <laughs> 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 you were the one in goal, yeah? Yeah, everyone wanted to play up front. Um, okay, so I, I follow Pete. Um uh, in West Philadelphia, born and raised, uh, on the playground, which is where I spent most of my days. Uh, chilling out, relaxing, relaxing, all cool, and uh, shooting. Uh, no, uh, right. So for me, uh, um, yeah, no, I, I, ne- I never, never played uh, uh, for 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 uh, any team. It's like in Ireland, it's, uh, it was played Gaelic football was was what I played most uh, growing up. But um, yeah, sure. I, in the as I mentioned, the playground, yeah, it was school it was like striker but uh yeah later years I got touch playing up touching right back but uh not really anything to write home about that's me Chris um so like I've I've always always played football with my mates and stuff like always been passionate about football so like when when I started out in school I started as a right winger because I was quite quick um, then gradually I ended up uh, going striker because I didn't quite have the legs, but I, you know, it's lots of good shots on me and all that. So I played up front. Then I realized that that pace had gone as well. And then I started playing central midfield because I liked it as pizza. I like getting on the ball. Um, and I didn't quite have that speed anymore. Um, so I, I played central midfield. But yeah, for years nine and ten, I captained the school football team, which I was really proud about. Um, played Sunday league football up until I was about 17, 18. Um, and then unfortunately, a combination of girls, booze, <laughs> just took over. And then I don't get me wrong, I always play five no, aside, do. six aside with my mates, always still play. Although I haven't played this year because of uh, damaged me Achilles, which is really gutting. But um, yeah, I still play football five sides with my mates um, on like local five side pitches, which is great. Um, so yeah, I've, I've 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 always played football. Like always play football. Absolutely love it. Um, wish I was better at it because I would love to play professionally. Um, but yeah, so yeah, always always play fussy. But yeah, really liked it. So Re- Revel Morrison, you like the same kind of story. <laughs> Mate, yeah, do you know what? Yeah, just maybe not as naturally talented. Um, I, do you know what? I probably downplay myself a bit. As I say, I was, <laughs> team. I was pretty decent, but I just, I just, um, I just didn't. I don't know. I was too, I was too distracted by too many things. You know what I mean? Like it was the girls and the booze and everything, and then that was it. Then I was just like. 
I feel you Plus paid. Plus, took a back step. You know what I mean? I feel you paid. <laughs> I stopped playing for three years because I was out every week. Yeah, that's what I mean. You just, you just out, aren't you? And I know some lads they used to, you know, be up on a Sunday morning or going for runs on the beach. I'm not doing that. I'm, I'm going out again. I'm meeting the lads for the, the one o'clock kickoff in the pub. If I was out on the beach, it was because that was the after party. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> on a mound somewhere. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> nah. Yeah. I, I took, yeah. took the wrong career choice, really. But, um, but yeah. Uh, oh, right. Me, it was a dog here. Uh, I, I was, I used to play uh, a decent, I was, I played county level when I was younger. Um, also, was at Newcastle School of Excellence until I was age 12. Unfortunately, I had a really bad knee injury when I was 12 year old. Uh, and that was any chances of becoming professional out the window. Uh, I used to play as a right winger growing up. Uh, fast, speedy. Obviously, not really believe that look that is now like, but never mind. Uh, but then the, the interesting thing was stuff uh, when I actually started going to the county trials, which obviously that's where you get picked up by the, the, the schools of excellence, what, like, what they are academies now. Um, for some reason, my teacher actually put down that I was a right back rather than a right winger. Um, so I actually got into, I actually got playing for the county as a right back for the first ever time I actually played there, uh, which was was interesting. Uh, and after that, it never really. I always played on the right hand side, going, you know, I played Sunday league football and stuff like. And like Pete, you know, uh, my wife got involved. Obviously, started got together with her. I was twenty three, and that was it. You know, I, I did cope. I did cope with the out Thursday, out Friday, out Saturday. Got up Sunday morning, played Sunday football. Back on it at lunchtime on a Sunday and out all day Sunday, but then obviously you know you settle down, family you know takes precedent. You can't do that anymore. Uh, I play football now. Just uh, for people who know, I, I run a uh, weight loss football league on a uh, on a Monday night uh, over at Washington um, Hub. Uh, anyone's ever interested in joining, you know, hit us up, give us a DM. It's it's it's, it's all about getting people active again who've never done sport again and stuff like that. Um, unfortunately, I, I started playing defence one because nobody ever would. Uh, I didn't have the pace to be a forward anymore like that I, I used to. But I was always told I was able to read the game really well. And I, I like having the game in front of us and stuff like that. <clears throat> um, unfortunately, me knee got worse again. So I pack, and, I, and I now play in goal, uh, which, you know, it's not too bad when you're five foot eight and you're stuck between a little goal, but it'll be interesting when I'm in a, a slightly bigger goal for the. Uh, the charity game, but I'm not, I'm not a bad keeper. I've been told I'm not a bad keeper. What one lad he goes to? We we, we know him actually. Uh, Chris from concert uh, was was there one week and he did call me Dicky Pope. So <laughs> I don't know what to go. Go hey, we need we need we need to go. We need to go keeper, mate. Yeah, I, I, do you know what 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 Pete was saying and and what you said as well, Mitch? Um, it does resonate a little bit, like. I think as you get a bit older, you like to just sit back a touch, don't you? And just kind of like read the game and like, you know, you haven't got that electric pace. Like when we, when we play with the five sides, I play with lads who are like 20, 21, 22. And like, they just sip everywhere. But like some of them aren't the best, but the pace gets them through it. Do you know what I mean? Like they're just quick. But if you can't, if you can't read the game or like, if you, you know, you, you're running down, you know, blind alleys it's pointless isn't it but you'd rather just sit back and kind of take it all in and be like right I'm going to position myself here and I'll pass it out there and whatever I think it'll be a really good game I'm looking forward to it a lot of Jan Morby's uh, 
Yeah, it's going to be a lot of yambo. We're going to be playing uh, <laughs> like four one or something, aren't we? Uh, it's, it's all right, lads. We, we all we all know who the legs are in our squad, so uh, that's uh, that will be. We can't really, like put that out there yet, but we all know who the legs are in our Martin, squad. Is it? Uh, Jimmy, Jimmy's all a lot of confidence in us, and thanks, Jimmy. It's funny yeah. that because Jimmy, Jimmy actually gave us, gave us our last question right before we round up, and it's. How sore do you think we're oh, going to be after the game? Mate. I'm going to be sore before I even start. Say me Achilles, I haven't played since November. And it, it's still sore now, but I, I'm sure I'll get through it. I'm sure. Yeah, I, I can guarantee I'll be sore because I tell you what, when I go and go, I don't have to throw myself about. Oh, I'm just, I'm, I'm like you, Chris, I'm just so competitive. You're yeah. going to get a lot of practice, Richie. You're going to get a lot of practice. <laughs> Mate, even if I'm in agony, I, I, I'll still want to play. Even if I go off injured, I'll be like, oh, I want to go back on, I want to go back on. You just like it's just that competitive. You can't, I don't know. Yeah. And Daz, I presume you'll just be knackered after two minutes. Probably, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nah, but I used to run five and ten k there about oh, three years ago. So there you go. Yeah. There. You go. Just found the legs for the team that haven't worked. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, lockdown, uh, yeah. This this YouTube thing put put pay to to my time and and uh, my little boy here. Yeah. Of course. So, but, uh, Daz, do you want to announce the sponsors then? Yeah, um, yeah. So yeah, let's give a shout out to our sponsors. Let's give a shout out to the Radiator Shed. And uh, we'll just remove that comment for one sec. Uh, yeah. So yes. So everyone knows at this stage. The story with Rust and, and the radiatorshed.com as we put Chris and Richie in jail. Uh, so, yeah, if you're looking for the latest radiators or you're, you're thinking about doing up your house, changing radiators, and you know someone that is doing up a house, get on to Rust. He's the one on the right. The other lad is Callum Wilson there. Uh, and, uh, yeah, Rust will sort you out. And if you need to get them installed, go to the install works, all part of Russ's company. And you know already the, the lovely radiators uh, and in the show must be nearly ready now. Uh, Russ will should we soon send us out some some new photos uh, for that for that. Also a shout out to HO Bathroom Design Co. Uh, the Northeast's largest supplier of Velcro and Botch Bathroomware, Team Valley Gates said over 20 years established, ran by the family, get down to the showroom on 11th Avenue, Team Valley Estate in Gateshead. And uh, you'll see the, the latest there. Uh, if you're looking for any bathroom where, you know where to go. Uh, H2O Bathroom Senko. They will sort you out. That's a shout out to our sponsors. Shout out just what's coming up as well, actually. So it's tomorrow night. Uh, it's away days. Uh, and away days, we have the Villa Park podcast with uh, Rich Sutherland going on. We also have Billy from his from his uh, channel, uh, Total Screamers. So that is on at half seven uh, tomorrow evening. So keep an eye out for that uh, as the man himself. There he is. Just plugging your show, Pete. Uh, but but uh, yeah, it should be a good one. And, and it made all the more interesting now as well with the, the Emery Howe uh, battle as well. And with Villa, Villa doing so well. Uh, so it's, it's, it's a key game for us uh, coming up at the weekend. And then at the weekend itself, after the game that night, we're going to go with our reaction show as well. Always popular, the reaction shows. And um, yeah, come along, join us. And uh Hopefully, we'll toast another victory, another three points, and uh, be all smiling faces again. But uh, that's, co- that's coming up on Loaded. Now, where's your next? 
I, th- I think we're staying at two and a half hours, lads. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're actually going to an hour show. Again, yeah, we, we've outdone ourselves. <laughs> I have to say, um, just from a personal level, it's been a, uh, you boys already know, it's been a really difficult week for me, but um, I'll, I've really enjoyed this show tonight. I think it's been a, a top show. It's certainly helped me um, get through what, what we're going through at the moment. But um, yeah, I just appreciate it. And everyone in the chat, so absolutely spot on. So thank you very much. Cool. Thanks everyone for joining us. Make sure to hit that like button on your way out and make sure to subscribe if you're new. We shall see you very soon, as in tomorrow, about 22 hours time. Good luck. Good night. How'd you like that?